0: What up, everybody, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Yahoo Show. I'm your host for this one, Head Chopper, joined by Kirk Bees. Kirk, he bailed on me on Tuesday, but we still did a pretty good lineup with me and Big Chief. We, we still we still hammered it home. Can't can't complain about making money. So, but Kirk is here today. So, uh, guys, we're going to build a Yahoo lineup. It's going to be fun stuff. We're going to take you all all through some tools here on RG for tonight. Uh, get you ready for this big 15 game slate. Whew, we got so much to talk about. 15 games, 15 games. But come on, it's just baseball. We can knock that out. in like, I will, that won't take us like 20 minutes With it to do pitching for, you know, 45 minutes. We're going to knock it out. But so many things to get to before I even want to get to that. Kirk, I want to know, first off, did you enjoy or did you at least watch the last couple of games of the NBA Finals? And what was your thoughts on that game last night, man? I just felt bad,
1: man. I felt for the Warriors in general, like uh, KD was enough. And then clay, you know, I mean, the, it didn't shock me at all. I thought the Warriors were dead. If you know, you needed a full strength clay to even give them a chance. Um, it, I just felt bad watching it, you know? So, I mean, I, I've, I've kind of mentally tuned out. I had uh, no skin in the game since, uh, since my boy, the Celtics uh, disappointed. We got we we had one good solid day of a lot of trash talk when they uh, took yeah. our first game. Now that, that was the the peak of my season right there. That was and it. Then, uh, and then it crashed and burned. But uh, so yeah, I feel bad. I mean, Toronto was a great team, right? Like they were a completely well rounded team. They did a lot of good off season move. I mean, a lot of in season uh, acquisitions and uh, the big off season. Kauai Kauai's always been my favorite player. Um, from just a player standpoint, so it was it was good to see him
0: win. They uh, Warriors didn't just get hit for the playoffs; they suffered some things that are going to cost them maybe next year too. That's pretty amazing how the how the tides changed there in Oakland for those boys. But uh, it was a fun finals, and you know I, I rather enjoyed it. It was entertaining. So, oh man, we got a 15 game slate. You're ready almost I,
1: I just wanted to apologize for missing that show, um, and I Go wanted on. you to guess the reason why it's funny the reason actually why I missed the show.
0: I'm going to guess yes. it had it has something to do with Phil,
1: yep, and guess what he had done that day dental work, yeah, he had his <laughs> he had his yearly dental appointment, and uh it was funny that I was on a show with you, and then I got stuck in major traffic, so uh apologize for that but uh anyway
0: if you're you're taking care of that man's teeth then i can't there's no there's no complaints there his his Uh, smile's looking good now that's good that's good to hear man uh we we always promote the uh you know the the pets out there all all the dogs out there who don't have homes you got to go out there guys adopt you a dog get you a dog don't don't go out and pay like 500 for some premier dog breed that you know you're going to take to the show go out there to the shelter and get one that's going to get put to sleep it's always good that you do that so uh with that being said i need to Need to break break some of this down here on, on some of the promos we got going on. First off, guys, like and subscribe button. That is our friend here. If you can do the if you can do us a favor and hit the like and subscribe buttons on these videos on the RG YouTube stuff, RG YouTube page, that'd be phenomenal, guys. That helps pay the bills here for the fellas. And uh, you know, that's always fun. Also, we got another promo thing going on here. Call it a promo slash reward type of thing, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but it's the RG badge promo, right? So that's what we're going to call that. The RG badge promo where you sign up uh, for a site, DraftKings FanDuel. You go into the thing where you do your avatar, you know, your badge, they call it. Get the RG avatar, the RG badge. Download that. Put that as your avatar. If you finish in the top 10 of a tournament, you're going to get a special, I think the, I think you get like a month-free subscription thing or, or some, something or another. Like It's a great promotion just for wearing the badge and winning so this month we have some guys. I want to give some credit to some guys out there who, who ended up uh, doing really well here. Whack, Wang Nation, Wang Nation, yeah, Wang Nation. I, I, I miss, miss, saw that. effort. It's Wang Nation, as in Wang, you know, Wang Nation. We got Gurge, G E R G, Gurge, Gurge did well. W Davis, nineteen eighty-two. I'm going to guess that some somebody like Wade Davis and his birthday's nineteen eighty-two. W Davis, nineteen eighty-two, and then Fans, eighty-two. Phans fans, 82. So all those guys did real well rocking their RG badge here recently. So going to give them a special, special shout out. Whew. So many, so much stuff to take care of here. And we still got this 15 gamer here. I need to, I'm trying to pull up my, I'm trying to pull up my old history here from the other day on, on the, uh, on the show. I want to say with me and Chief did pretty well, but I can't pull it up right now. we got too much going on here. By the way, Kirk, have you seen these right here? This is called Joint Juice, not the same Joint Juice you were promoting on Twitter the other day. I I saw I saw your tweet there, but wait, what did I do? (laughs) Didn't you? Was that
1: you? No, wait, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. What Joint Juice? Joint. I think you had.
0: Didn't you have some paraphernalia? You were uh, Oh, (laughs) Okay. Here, Here we go. There was no juice. No, but this is this is the juice. This is not the same kind of joint juice. This is for joints for like uh, your joint <laughs> juice. Okay,
1: I thought you. Said uh, yeah, you,
0: you got the yeah you, you got the other stuff.
1: Um, legally, ah,
0: point being here, I might add, legally. Yes, I would never. I would never assume you did that illegally. That'd be terrible. But we got this big fifteen gamer, Kirk. We got to get into it. I'm gonna lean on your knowledge here today, just like I did with Big Chief, because. Uh, you guys are fully into the baseball swing. I'm just now getting into it with basketball winding down, so uh, I'm going to rely on you quite a bit here. We're going to build a lineup on Yahoo. Going to be fun times. Hopefully, we make a little money and uh, figure this thing out. So, I like to do it a little bit different here on my build. We're going to go through some players. Start off, starting off that pitcher. Figure some things out. In fact, I got my. Hope you guys are seeing my Yahoo lineup builder page. I'm going to give you a little quick peek here behind the curtain. I'm pulling up the bat. And his projections, because that's what I like to go off my baseline here—a little bad action. So, we pull that up for you. Then we're going to pull up the pictures and start talking about that while we build the lineup. Guys, get those questions in. There's a chance I have a an opportunity to get to them at the end. If not, then so be it. But also the Discord chat, guys. If you want to drop questions in the Discord chat, I'll be checking in on that. You know, from once once in a while, and uh, hopefully, I want to incorporate the Discord chat a little bit more into the into the show because. I think that's the future. I think Discord chat is the future of the whole operations here. So we got that. Pictures, Kurt, are you ready? I'm ready, man. All right. Let's start off. Let's just let's just sort by salary here on Yahoo. We'll sort by salary and start off at the top. You don't have to drop your, your best guys on me yet. I just want your assessment of these elite arms that we're gonna go Scherzer at the top, Cole is at the top. I would even throw Giolito into the elite arm range, Rich Hill, Blake Snell, all these guys are elite and they're priced as though they are so give me your thoughts on this top range here
1: yeah so with all the hitting that we've had this season this still feels like a pitching slate right like so i mean we've got 15 games we've got tons of studs we've got tons of strikeouts it's all about strikeouts we you're gonna pitching is the most important thing on yahoo um you know we instill it every time we build lineups so you're gonna want to feel comfortable with the two guys you 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 have so i usually kind of like try to load in my two favorite pitchers and then just kind of see if I can still make lineups with, with bats that are, have upside. And if not, then I retool and try to, you know, try to go down to where I have to go. Um, But at the top, I mean, Scherzer is a, is a great play for sure. Um, I, I probably lean towards Garrett Cole here. I mean, if you can make a lineup with Scherzer Cole, then by all means do it, I think that's going to be a little tough tonight um and so then we have some guys that are a little lower so I think it's definitely going to be one of those two in your lineup that you're going to need and then another guy that gives you a bunch of strikeout upside as well
0: all right well start talking to me then give me uh give me some guy okay let me yeah, I'm throw a name out there for you because I think this guy is going to be rather popular especially on maybe not so much on Yahoo but uh, on the other sites where he's Price really down well below the other guys. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, good matchup, decent strikeout pitcher. A lot of good things going, going in his direction tonight. What do you think about it? I think he's going to be chalky. Do you think he's going to be chalky? And what do you think about it, Eduardo?
1: Yeah, but I'm not too worried about that. I mean, there's plenty of choices around. So, um, I mean, there's going to be a lot of different ways to go. So, yeah, I, I love him. I mean, he's on my homer squad who's just terrible last night, and I got burned with uh, Price last night, which was awful. Um, and you knew it was coming, too. Like, he had just been pitching so well the last few starts that you just knew one of those David Price implosions was just going to happen. Um, anyway, so – it's all about strikeouts. Brought, the the thing about Erod is, is that he struggles with his command. He has been working on a new pitch this season, like giving him a, a legit kind of a, a better slider. And um, he gets Ks. And the thing about him, he's just never been able to stay healthy. But he's been pretty healthy. He does give up home runs. Yeah, it's a tough ballpark. This is his former team, um, the the Orioles. and he, I always look to play him against the Orioles. But, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of Ks down in this lineup. And so I feel pretty comfortable with him, especially with the bum that they just called up to who he's facing against. I mean the win equity is absolutely extremely high here for him. So uh yeah, I like him a lot. He's probably gonna be my SP two, but um, you know, I'll I'll it's Blake Snell is only five dollars more.
0: And you and you would prefer Blake Snell in that well, matchup?
1: I prefer the talent of Blake Snell for okay sure the the bears matchup is a lot tougher, but if Snell's on, Snell can catch anybody, but you know, yes, the angels just don't strike out, but they're not facing Blake Snell every day. If you give them a season full of Blake Snell, their numbers are gonna look a lot a lot worse um so, yeah, you're gonna cap his upside a little bit because of the matchup, but if he's on, he's gonna mow plenty of plenty of angels down, so I'm not worried about that. I like him. I also like Andrew Haney a lot now that's. That's the matchup, right? But he's he's had – he's every start so far, he's shown incredible K stuff. It's only been, what, three starts, I believe. But um, from a swinging strike rate to a K percentage, I mean, this guy's off the charts so far. Now he gets the absolute nut, uh, the best uh, strikeout matchup against the Rays in a in a great ballpark, right? Yeah, it didn't work out so well um, for Skaggs last night, and I actually played some Skaggs. Um, last night but if i playing skaggs in the same matchup i'm better believe i'm willing to go play andrew haney in the same matchup because the, the rays strike out the most against left-handed pitching they're just not very good um against left-handers in general so i think he offers as much upside the potential for much as as much upside as a snell or even even the top guys if things go well, well A one versus one haney or erod I mean, that's, that's, that's really close. I, I'm probably be lying to you if I told you, I, I actually like, I don't know. I'm so torn. I, I'm i going to have one of these guys. I'm not sure which one. The more I think about it, Haney is the, has, I think I like a little bit better just because some of the command issues that we see with, um, with uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, also uh, the ballpark and like, Anytime I get really high on a pitcher against the Orioles, for some, this, this makes no sense statistically, sample size, yada, 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 Derek Hardy. But uh, I just feel like they always kill me in the end somehow. Uh, anytime I keep attacking them this season, which just doesn't make any sense.
0: Let's go a little bit cheaper than in this range. Uh, I, w- I would say Zach Davies, but I got a feeling you're going to tell me for a dollar more, I could have Rod or Haney and you're not much interested even in a good matchup, right?
1: Yeah, not at all. I mean, there's just, he just doesn't get the Ks. It's good, good on a different slate for sure.
0: Yeah, the 15 game thing is going to change everything. All right, a guy who does have K upside and is a couple, a few dollars cheaper than that mid range, Robbie Ray. Not a great matchup, not a bad one, but, you know, when he's on, he can also get a lot of Ks. What's your thoughts on Robbie Ray?
1: Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, it's a tough matchup. They are very. The, the Nationals are very good towards the top of the league against uh, left-handed pitching. Um, I would side with the Nationals' bats here, but Ray has upside. But again, I just think you can find upside and safety, a little bit more safety. Um, although the price is kind of good here on Yahoo, um, so I could see it for just a, complete, for a tournament. But uh, I probably won't have them myself.
0: All right, let's go a little bit cheaper then. Let's keep working our way down the list here and uh, knock out some – because there's some good pitchers out here that we haven't even uncovered yet that are, that are even cheaper. What do you think about Steven Matz? He's uh, 37 bucks on Yahoo. He's a fairly talented kid, not a great matchup, not a bad one in New York. What do you think about Matz tonight? No, I, I don't like him <laughs> at all. One, one guy who I've seen get, get some, uh, some attention so far because of the price tag – I don't know if I'm going there, but Ty- Tyler, Tyler is it, is it Mailey or Mailey? Molly, Molly. Molly. Same thing. Molly.
1: Uh, yeah, I love, I like this kid. Um, and I okay. kind of, I kind of like him tonight. So if I was going down a little further, especially for GPPs, I do like him. Um, it's uh tough ballpark, his home ballpark, but you know, um, and then there are some left-handed bats, but you know, they just, they're on a road trip here, the Texas, they just left Boston yesterday. Um I'm really just not that scared of, like, let's, 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 I'm just, let's just think of, okay, so, it's got the left-handed bats, which really gives him a lot of problems here, but, like, so Chu, I'm definitely scared of, Mazara, I'm not really scared of, because he comes with a lot of strikeouts, and he's just, has never, kind of, performed up to expectation, Asdrubal, I'm kind of scared of, and then Odor is just washed, that dude is terrible, <laughs> right? I mean, he he
0: strikes out a lot. He,
1: he strikes out pretty good. I mean, he's awful. Um, so, and then Ronald Guzman is uh, definitely a not not a great hitter. So I'm not really too. Yes, they have in theory they have a lot of lefty bats and they do have power and they could get to him. But I could also see the other side here where where Molly throws a pretty darn good start here and pays off his thirty four dollar price tag with ease and helps you get in on a lot of the bats.
0: Yeah, I mean, O'Dor may not end up being the the major league baseball player we thought he could have been a couple of years ago. He showed some flash and real upside, but he will always have that one punch against Bautista. He's got least. a hell of a right hook, right? Was it a left or a right? We can never take that. It was a right, and we yeah. can't take that away from him. And. You never know. He may he may retire and get into the MMA game. You know, you just because he's probably well, I would say that's a featherweight right there at the most. He's about five foot four, right? So he could cut the weight and get down there. But he's got that going for him. So let's this, uh, I like it, man. There's a lot of good options there. Just I want you just to hit on the under thirty dollar range now on Yahoo. If you've got that pulled up, guys under thirty, is there anybody you can turn to? That I mean, let's say you're building a lineup, art. I'm going to stack the most expensive guys, so I need really cheap pitchers. Anybody under thirty dollars that we can look at on Yahoo?
1: Well, there is only one. You're not playing Jeff Hoffman, um, okay. who's horrendous. You're not playing Rock, Brian Carpenter, who's horrendous. Um, you're not playing the opener Chavez. Um, you're not playing Quantrill and Core. So there leaves you with one, and this is the the bat loves this guy. Always, yes, give it to me, Drew Pomeranz. He
0: always loves Pomeranz. The uh, bat is in love so with Cardi. Loves
1: him some Pomeranz.
0: It's a computer. It's the bat man. It's not Cardi himself. It's the bat. The bat loves him.
1: Yep. But uh, I
0: agree. Okay, so that's one we can get to. It, what What's your positives and what's your negatives on Pomeranz, though? I mean, the twenty five is twenty five dollars is definitely a positive.
1: Well, he the, that's a positive. He flashed strikeout upside uh, against the Dodgers in his last start. Few and far between. Um, you'd have to go all the way back to Toronto to see another decent start here. Um, he's got a te- you know really tough matchup, but he gets his you know great home park, um, and there are strikeouts to be had in this matchup with the Brewers. So if he's on and things are going right, then yeah, he could certainly pay off. But you know what you're playing? What you're playing with extreme fire. So you're just you're expecting to lose if you play him, but it could could uh, could throw you up. Uh, you could you could take down some GPPs if things go right.
0: All right. So we've come to that time when I need to put in a couple of pictures on Yahoo because we've, we've shot through all of them and we've covered about everybody who's – or is there anybody else that we didn't talk about that you would yep. throw up? There you go.
1: There's one guy, Nick Pavetta. Okay. Um, the guy's always had what looks – appeared to be good – stuff especially on the K side he's just been terrible for like ever and flashed a couple of games here and there and just I've, I've played this guy way too much throughout DFS um, but he was sent down demoted to the minors worked on some things got the call back up and has rattled, rattled off three really impressive starts um, including a 33 points against the Dodgers which is by all by all means a tough matchup then uh, also, you know, in his home park, which is a, it's just a tough park to pitch in um, against the Reds, had a, had a big one in his last one. So it's a tough matchup again um, against the Braves, who certainly have some batters like uh, Freddie Freeman that, you know, project pretty well against him. Um, and, you know, uh, some lefties. And uh, it's a tough park. Uh, it's 80 degrees. So it's going to be some good hitting weather uh, there. But, you know, he's $32 and has strikeout upside, so you can play him.
0: All right. So after everything you've given us, I'm going to make some decisions here, some executive decisions. All right. So I like to go cheap pitching because that's my thing in tournaments. This is a tournament lineup. I'm going for the big 15K tournament on Yahoo, two, two grand in first place. It's a good, it's a good bankroll builder. I want to get some bankroll for the football season coming up, so that's why I'm in it. You know, we're we're in, we're in a good spot here. So, I'm going to start off with is it's Molly, Tyler Molly. That's my guy. It's a shame too; it's not mail because I had a I was going to do the you've got mail, but I can't do it now because now you're you're popping Molly is why. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm doing it, thirty-four bucks. Now the second one is really up for grabs for me. That could be an expensive guy. That could be a really cheap guy. I think I'm gonna let my hitters dictate who I want as the number two pitcher. I wanna see what's what else is out there. So the first thing I'm gonna do with my lineup as far as hitting is concerned. So I'm gonna to try to find me a little four man stack of 15 game slate. I, th- I think you kind of need to hit on a stack. So I'm gonna look for four guys, see if I can find or you know, if things if things break right, maybe we go with a three man stack and then a couple two man stacks, something like that. But I want to go through some stats now I want to talk I want you to talk to me about some teams in good spots with some high totals or some guys that may be lost in the mix let's start off on the uh, I'm like the roto grinders uh, odds page this is what I like to do I like to sort through the projected runs just to kind of get a glimpse usually up top here you get these sixes and six and a halves for team totals and that's going to be your more popular teams for the most part so, uh, let's see. Talk to me about some of these more uh, – the higher totals here. Colorado at home against Quentrell. What do you think about them on the flip side? San Diego in a good hitter's park here against Jeff Hoffman. May feature a couple of the chalkiest batters of the night, especially Manny Machado. So, give me your thoughts on this core field game.
1: Yeah, what's not to like? It's starting to get a little hotter, some decent humidity, um, and uh, it's a coarse field. And uh, – Hoffman is horrendous okay and, and well, like Cheese, to hear Cheese wrote an article too about the he started to have a couple you know look a little bit better but it's really been about his curveball which just doesn't play well in uh, Coors Field so yeah there's strikeouts to be had against these Padres but there's also a lot of power here so you would have to side with the power right in this matchup so I definitely I mean it, both sides of this game look great
0: all right, so you so you're you're on the San Diego train, or you, and you're on a okay the 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 Quintrell kid, like he's he's got some talent, he's got some pretty sharp stuff. You can kind of tell when you see a, when you see a guy the first couple of times, you can tell whether he's a total trash bag or whether he's actually has some potential. This kid looks like he has some potential. What do you think about the Colorado stack?
1: Well, if you look into his stats for against left-handed batters, um, of course it's a it's a small sample. But uh, he's given up a 317 ISO this year, a 444 WOBA, 49% hard contact, um, below average strikeouts. So you're a below average strikeout pitcher in cores who's getting pummeled with power so far um, and hard contact does not seem like a good recipe for success. They've thrown a lot of... Uh, lefties in the lineup uh arenado didn't make the lineup tonight i don't know if it's because of his getting plunked uh two nights ago but he, he played yesterday but getting plunked yeah uh, but uh there's a lot of lefties so there's blackman Dahl, murphy tapia mcmahon so first six five out of six batters are all left-handed and the other batter is trevor story
0: yeah it's uh it seems daunting but, the, you know, the loss of Arenado may help him a little bit. I, yeah, you definitely can't play a guy like that in Coors Field, but I'm just wondering if it's a maybe a strategy to avoid the Colorado side of it in tournaments if we think they're going to be heavily owned, if there's any merit to it. I mean, he, so I, I don't know about that. What about your your Boston kids? Got the second-highest team total here against, uh, well, I think the starter is going to be Luis Ortiz, but I don't know how long he'll last. Yeah, tell, he me ball-
1: about, tell me about Luis Ortiz, Chuck.
0: Yeah, I mean, so funny enough, he's taking on the team that his uncle used to play for, David Ortiz. David Ortiz Uh,
1: with the narrative where he just got shot.
0: Yes, David, which is something I did not bring up. I was planning on bringing that up to you. I forgot all about it because it's been a couple days. Big Poppy gets gunned down eating some dinner, man, in the Dominican Republic. Are. How sad were you when you heard that news?
1: I'm still sad. There's some crazy rumors going on too. So it was a, it's, they've already arrested a bunch of guys and it was a paid for hit. What? Yeah. Um, oh my God. So, um, and I, I've heard various rumors, but they're all just rumors. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I think he's going to be a little more careful going forward for sure. I, w- I hope he's all right. I mean, I love that guy.
0: What in the world could you, why in the world would you possibly want to harm David Ortiz like that? Could, could you, do we have any, do we have any info, info on the motive there, Kurt?
1: No, I'm not going to speculate. So, I mean, I've, I've heard some things that a potential that he was hooking up with a big oh. drug dealer's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, but I don't think there's any validity to those rumors.
0: Um to get out of the Dominican Republic, Poppy. You got enough money. You don't need to go back. Am I right? my heart
1: i mean stay safe man i mean that's that's his that's his home so he always felt comfortable there and Everything said but uh everybody loves him there but apparently not everybody so i mean i i wouldn't be messing around with like the club scene at his yeah. at his his age and whatnot but
0: <laughs> at his age his age is a whole different topic to be messing around with the clubs but just messing around at clubs in the dominican probably not the safest place in the world so yeah i don't know man and then uh Anyway, so we got his we got his nephew on the mound tonight for Baltimore, Luis Ortiz. I want I, I can't tell you a whole lot about his breaking stuff or how fast fastball gets up to, but I want that's 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 what you're here for. You got all the good stuff.
1: No, I don't know much. I just know he's a, a top twenty prospect within the organization, which who knows what that really means because that's a pretty sad organization at the moment. Uh, he was acquired in the, the deal for Jonathan scope, the mouthwash. Um, and, uh, he's been terrible. in the two MLB games that he's played in, and also he's really struggled in the minors this season. So they've just, the only reason they're starting him tonight is because it was his turn to start for the minors. And, uh, so they called him up to fill a need. Um, to pitch. So I don't ex- think they're expecting much out of him. It's a horrendous bullpen behind him. Um, so the Red Sox bats have been awful, but they're starting to get a little bit better. They usually hit well against the Orioles. I expect the, the Red Sox to score a lot of runs.
0: Okay, we got those guys on our radars. Let's let's drift down. Anybody uh, after that top four that we've already talked I mean, Minnesota puts up runs every single day. They're pretty amazing at it. I don't even think we have to beat the drum. But there's a guy I do want to talk about on Minnesota, but we'll do that later. So we got them on our radar. Obviously, they do it every night. Anybody else in that next range of teams there uh, that you're looking at that could end up putting up a ton of runs tonight?
1: Um, well, let's see here. Well, yeah. Spot. My bad. My bad. Who's the who's the worst? So I think there's a lot of good spots. Uh, Fifteen games.
0: That'll do it to you. I expect. Houston to score some runs. Um, really, I, Houston? That's a weird one because they're they've lost all these hitters, like three of the top hitters in the game, and they're still putting up these monster runs, right?
1: Yeah, and their lineup looks tough, but nobody plays them anymore. So, yep.
0: um, what do you think I, about the Alvarez kid? Is this guy's a stud? Yeah, he he looks like a monster. So we got Houston on our radar. What else? Um, what I also got?
1: think a sneaky uh, you. Load up some of these uh, Nats bets against Robbie Ray. Um, it's a total GPP. You know, it's either shoot for the moon or uh, or strike out. But like Rendon, all these guys are just really good against uh, left-handed pitching. He's you know always been a fly ball pitcher, has struggled with power. The prices are bad, so no one's going to play these guys in this matchup. Um, but like Dozier, starting to heat up a little bit. Howie Kendrick, Anthony Rendon, uh, Victor Robe. Robles, uh, got, uh, the second spot in the, in the lineup and he's only 11 bucks. So I like that play a lot. Um, I think that's a good spot. Then, uh, man, I like the Cardinals against, uh, Matts, and I like, um, who was it? Oh, I actually like the
0: White Sox. Oh, let me see here. Okay, I, I don't even have them on the oh against CC, you think the yeah. White Sox are gonna CC's not the same CC that, that he was a few no, years ago. No,
1: he's certainly not. CC has looked horrendous all every start so far, and all of his advanced stats are just her awful. So I mean, yes, it's I it's kind of it's it's off I hate like loading up on a really bad offense, even in a great matchup because it always ends up disappointing you. But um, the spot certainly looks good, and they do have some hitters with a lot of power with the platoon advantage. We know that uh, Tim Anderson hits hits lefties really well. Um, we know Jose Abreu hits lefties really well. We know that James McCann is a certified lefty masher,
0: right? Correct? I, I believe it. Some so people will tell you that that's fake news.
1: Um, then they got Eloy Jimenez. Um who's just a beast from the power standpoint. He has not hit uh, left-handed pitching so far this season, but it's, it's, that doesn't concern me whatsoever. This dude's a beast power hitter and he's going to be, and he's going to get better and better consistently. Um, Wellington Castillo makes for a decent cheap catcher play that no one's going to play from a GPP standpoint because McCann will get played because they're the exact same price. One's hitting fourth, one's hitting six. McCann has hit much better and is in the cleanup spot, but um so that's gonna leave you know Castillo completely unowned and he could certainly hit a bomb
0: fair enough so uh let's think about it here put your put that thinking hat on and tell me gpp setting yahoo who what's our what's the first team we should be looking at for a stack here who who would you be who's the first team you're really looking at with price pricing considered ownership considered and everything else that goes with it
1: well, there's weather concerns in Minnesota, but um, so that game might get overlooked. Um, but if you get the go ahead from Roth, that it's good to go. I know you said you like Minnesota. Um, Brad Keller is nothing great. The bullpen is nothing spectacular behind him. It's in Minnesota, let me pull up the weather. I mean, it's hot, it's extremely humid, so the ball should be flying. Um, and we know these guys do damage. Rosario is, looks like a phenomenal play at 19 bucks. Miguel Sano could go deep. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's roll a twin stack.
0: All right, let me pull up a little Minnesota on the plate IQ real, real quick and see if we can dip in here. Uh, Minnesota is at home against Kansas City. Let's take a look here. Is this, a, this is a confirmed lineup, so that's always good. Uh, looking at some of the numbers, I kind of want to get guys who have big power I'd like to get some guys who don't strike out as much, so that's always good. Uh, Am I not seeing Nelson Cruz in the lineup? Are you kidding me?
1: Um, Yeah, I don't think he made it.
0: That is a real travesty right there. Nelson Cruz, who was on his way tonight to proving that hot streaks actually do matter in baseball, with five home runs in his last seven games, did not make the lineup. This is unfortunate. Can't believe this. But. You were you
1: were already that to, to, uh
0: and you were now, all I, in. now I gotta go back and change all this CBR rankings and all this other stuff. Now I gotta do all this now. Just just extra work because Cruz didn't make the lineup, but I was ready for him. All right, we got we got we gotta do something else then. So Max Kepler God looks like he had he's packing a little power. He's actually been pretty hot lately, too. So I think I want to start off. Would you have any objections to starting off with Kepler in my stack? Not at all. Let me plug in some Max Kepler there. Now, mind you, I can always go with a really cheap pitch or two later on, because uh, so I want to get some big bats in here. Uh, okay, here's a, here's a question for you. Typically, we don't um, – do typically, do you put your catcher in your stack or do you want to just go down and punt catcher somewhere else and, and just put your four best hitters in there? Because usually I don't really look for a catcher in a stack. But, boy, Garber in the number three spot – you know, just as lethal as anybody in this lineup. And I can I can lock up my catcher position with a great hitter here tonight. What do you think about Garver? I think he's fine. I mean,
1: the numbers certainly back it up, right? He's got a three ninety four ISO this season, four forty seven Woba. He does strike out, but it's a low strikeout pitcher. Um you the righties definitely get to Keller more so far, at least this season. Um so uh yeah, I uh I think Garver. I mean, he's batting third, right? I think Gar Garver and Rosario. I mean, that whole one through. Rosario is your, Rosario
0: would be your number one guy probably out of everybody.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Cruz Cruz being out takes me out of a spot anyway. So I think Rosario fits the bill there. Let's see if we can find another one. Well, you know what? Let's leave it at three for now, and then we'll go through position by position because I may want to. I like you know I don't want to lock myself into a fourth guy and then have to change him later if I if there's somebody else that I really like. So.
1: Let's make this the anti-Cores stack, right? Even though Cores is going to go crazy. Um, let's go to the Red Sox.
0: You want to go to a Red Sox team? You want to go? You want to double stack it now? Let's double, let's, double stack it.
1: Double stack. Who?
0: You're getting which, spunky. You're getting spunky now, man. I don't <laughs> know if I could pull that one off. A double stack. Let's uh, let's let's take a look and see what this this lineup looks like here tonight. But you know what? Let's let's go position by position. Real quick and see what we can run down. Then we'll, we'll we'll circle back around to the team totals. How about that? I want to I want to uh, see it. There's some guys uh, I want to make sure we talk about. Let me take a look at the Cardi's projections. Let's sort it out. There's just real quick. Give me a. We we've already got Garver locked in, but for the rest of the guys, is any cheap guys out there at catcher? Any other catchers tonight that look really good?
1: Um. Yeah. Let me pull it up here. I just refreshed uh, the join.me and now everything's slow. Um,
0: That's what happens, man. You got to get you some good wired internet.
1: All right. So, okay. At the catcher position, I'm always looking for the best value that you can. Usually there is some that you can find. I mean, we're just looking for a home run here. So like Austin hedges and cores at 10 bucks looks pretty darn good to me. Um, Also, uh, James McCann at 10 bucks. So those would be the first two guys that I'm looking for trying to get cheaper than that. I mean, you, you're looking for a $7 one, right?
0: I mean, on Yahoo, sometimes you'll find that $7 catcher that actually is really, really solid and and really makes your life easier. now we're not going to do that on this lineup because I really do like garbage tonight to be different with the cheap pitching we can go at, but yeah, $7 catchers are usually where people want to go. You see any, any out there tonight?
1: No, but a, a $9 one, I mean, Omar Narva- Narvaez for the Seattle against was a pretty good pitcher, but still, it's only $9. bucks. we will probably get a good, decent order spot, has some pop. Like, all we're looking for is a home run, right? Oh, so, if you got a home run out of
0: your catcher, you just – you're on easy street, man. So,
1: the, the three that I would go would be Hedges, McCann, or uh, Narvaez.
0: Yeah, looking at that Hedges price tag on Yahoo of 10 bucks, Coors Field against Hoffman, he'll be your chalky, chalky catcher. So I get it. I'm not going to, you know, besmirch you, anybody who plays Austin Hedges, but I like me I like me some Garver here. So with that, let's go to first base now. Let's take a look at the first base position. Uh, we actually don't have a first baseman, so maybe we can make a decision on this right now. Give me the rundown on some of these first basements here.
1: Well, we've got, uh, my boy, Michael Chavez for the Red Sox leading off for 11 bucks.
0: That's interesting. Oh, oh, that's really interesting. What do you think about this kid? Is this, so, is, is he the real deal? I mean, he's a real
1: power deal. He's hitting, he hasn't been hitting so great. Um, he started off on fire, like a lot of kids who come up and, you know, maybe there's some scouting reports that are going around and whatnot now on how to attack him better. And, uh, People have said he's hit the wall, but look, regardless, this is a, he's a legit power hitter um, and uh, he's leading off and he's getting in an, and he's pitching. I mean, he's facing a bad, bad minor league pitcher tonight in Camden yards and uh, on a team with a over six run total. So it just makes a really easy play him. There's three that I'm three. I'm really looking for here. At. It would be Chavez Goldschmidt against uh, Mats. For fourteen or Jose Abreu for thirteen against C.C. Give
0: me uh, give me your one versus one Goldschmidt versus Chavez. Goldie's always been a guy who's crushed the left-handed pitching in his lifetime, in his career, in the majors at least. I don't know about his little league, but he's always done it. Give me your thoughts. One I mean, versus let's, one. Let's Chavez. Throw, one.
1: Let's let's throw Chavez in there, and then let's um, let's uh, if we need the it, it if we have a few extra dollars, then we could pay up for Goldie.
0: Okay. Well, we can do that for, for certain. So that takes us to second base now. We pull up some second basemen because uh, we don't have one yet on our team and we need to run through it. Looks like the cream of the crop, according to Derek Cardi, is is Derek Dietrich. I don't know if that's because they have the same first name. I know there may be a little bias there, but I will say Derek he has, has kind of revitalized his career this year in Cincinnati. So you got that going for him. There's some cheap options out there. There's core course field options in in ryan mcmahon 12 bucks some other guys give me your thoughts on second baseman
1: yeah there's course options so that's where i would look to first whether it would be ryan mcmahon or brendan rogers i think they both made the lineup is that correct let me um... yep they both made the lineup so one's nine one's 12 um i would kind of go home run hunting for mcmahon you know and the lefty who really you know matches up well against contrail but how long will Contrail really? Uh, I mean, he's a righty. Sorry, I want the left-handed bats. I mean, um, how long will he go in this game? They do. Who are the bullpen guys? I can project from there. I'm not really sure. So, um, that so it would just lean me towards McMahon to start for 12. But I, I mean, I'm fine plugging in a nine-dollar any any batter under 10 bucks in cores in this game. So I wouldn't. I could I could use Rogers too as well. Um, on the high end. I mean, I don't know how much money I'm going to. I mean, I'll tell you, one guy I'm not playing is Odor. <laughs> I was going to say, we could always throw Odor in there, man. I don't care. Projections just love this guy always. Just keep feeding people Odor. Go ahead. And uh, everyone... that's a
0: pop, but yeah, you're generally speaking. Well, one guy who's, who's been rebounding lately after a rough start is Brian Dozier, $16 yep. against the left-hander. What do you think about uh, yep. Dozier? Heating up,
1: uh should be a little pretty decent heating uh, and hitting environment in uh, Washington tonight and uh, against the lefty, which is what we always like Dozier. And, and this, he's just, he's does this every season, the slow start and then starts to come on in the summertime. And he's already starting to prove that now Um, he's been a little disappointed for sure, but, and it's been a tough ride with him, but um, yeah, I I like him for a home run chance here for $16, but you know, I would probably gravitate towards the cheaper guys, you know, first
0: all right so uh i would assume that there's nobody like in the seven or eight dollar range that you have any interest in compare considering the fact that for like five dollars more we can just grab a course field that right any, any seven or eight dollar guys that you say ah, that's that's tempting i mean you could play
1: kiki uh hernandez um because he's he should get the start because of the he's their second baseman now and they're gonna have to uh because since sears out uh chris taylor should be playing short and uh so they should need him, and not not just platoon him. So. You chase Utley hurt. I don't even I don't even know where he is. Um. Oh. How, how did the, How did uh Paul Millsap and the Jazz do?
0: Oh man, they got they got bumped in the first round by my Rockets. Unbelievable. How did Millsap play? Good. Oh, he was phenomenal. I. I yeah, I think yeah, he was phenomenal, but you know, couldn't get past the bracket. Speaking uh, of what, you, can,
1: you can play uh Starlin Castro, who is horrendous.
0: Oh uh-huh.
1: yeah, batting cleanup, he's against Bralt, he has the platoon advantage. Yeah,
0: the the lefty he's always been pretty good against the left handed pitcher. So he, he's on the radar. But I think I'm with you as far as like I think we just spin up the four dollars and get a course field guy. Because we're not gonna go with any big studs in course field, probably, so we might as well get some piece of it, right? Yep. So let's go. McMahon was your guy that you say has more power, right? yep let's do that while I'm typing in that name I want to hear your thoughts here would you rather have right now at this point in their career salaries aside we're not worried about all that would you rather have Pascal or Tatum um
1: man I mean obviously Siakam had a much better season and uh he's legit and he the 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 sky's the limit for him he just really exploded so he probably works out better in the end but Tatum's going to be a star too as well so I don't know I mean you can't say based on this last year performance I can't say I'd rather have Tatum based on this last year performance
0: you want Kyrie back
1: I do personally but I'm in the minority
0: Uh, it's going to be interesting offseason would you be opposed to uh, taking on the salary of Chris Paul I don't want Chris Paul. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw it out there in case Moray was listening. Maybe we have some open leads here. We need to get to third base here. We need to get. What do we got here? About? We got about 15, 16 minutes left here. Third baseman. Yo, Yahoo does not put Manny Machado at shortstop. I, I would have liked that, but he, he's third base eligible over here. He's my top guy on the day. I think he might be my top hitter on the day, period. Give me your thoughts on Machado at only $15 on Yahoo and some other third basemen that are serviceable.
1: Yeah. Machado's a top play for sure. Um, If you can fit him in, just do it. Just, he's going to be extremely chalk tonight because of the uh, double dong last night, you know, he's, been someone that i've been playing religiously anyway um i just believe in his hitting talent overall and he struggled but whatever he's so cheap there's just so much upside there for 15 bucks in cores against a terrible pitcher this is like the easiest play ever so you just play him um, especially for cash games um the other guy who's extremely cheap or cheap again as is against a really bad pitcher is uh jose ramirez You're right another guy who struggled but his batting profile is not that alarming. Um, so he's another guy that I continue playing, even though it doesn't work out so well recently at least. So this season, but I think it will. Um, and this is a great spot for him to do some damage. So he's 12 bucks. So you can do that. I think, um, Josh Donaldson is a threat to go, go yard, even though Pavetta has pitched well in the last few games, he still has really mightily struggled with the home run ball throughout his career. Um, He's one you could look at. You could look at Matt Chapman, who's just too cheap for with the platoon advantage against a soft throwing Gonzalez um, for thirteen bucks. Um, those are kind of the guys. That's that's kind of my pool at the moment.
0: Jose Ramirez is the reason why I was a little upset at Machado just being third base eligible. I really wanted to play Ramirez, but I, I can't do it when Machado's only three dollars more. And I really like I really like Machado tonight. Didn't he? He went for two home runs yesterday. I think he may, that may be the beginning of one of those hot streaks. We never know. If if he comes out tonight, Machado comes out tonight, crushes hits extra base extra bases, maybe a home run. I will certainly let the uh, hot streak truthers know that Machado is hot. It, it's official. It's official. You know, and but if he bails, then I'm just going to say that one game, the game before didn't really matter. So. So I've covered my bases here. We're good to go. So I'm going to plug in Machado, right? Do you have any, do you have any uh, issues, with Machado? None whatsoever. All right, good. Let's, let's, let's figure out shortstop now. We got two premier, hitter, premier hitters at third. Let's see if it takes away from the shortstop position here. Actually, I remember looking at this spot earlier today and saying, wow, there's a lot of te- top-heavy guys here. I don't know if I can find any value at shortstop, though. Give me your thoughts on this incredibly top-heavy position. Um
1: let me see Well, Trevor Story is always a phenomenal play in cores It's twenty-four dollars. price is up there. Um, Alex Bregman is only $21. Gonna get lost in the shuffle. And he's the
0: opposite of hot street. He's 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 kind of a cold street right now. Yeah,
1: know? but uh this is a pretty good matchup for him. So um I could see going there on the high end. There's two guys on the low end that are just too cheap in my opinion. Um, one is Paul DeYoung um, against uh, Mats, who's never had a problem handling him in the past. Um, grades out really strong against, uh, against uh, Mats with like a ridiculous exit velocity and ex and whatnot on an ex-slugging. Um, so I really like him. I, I don't think Matt's is very good. Um, and Tim Anderson is 11 too cheap for the matchup against uh, CC and he's batting uh, number two. So uh, those are the, those, those are the two guys that I'm kind of narrowing it down to right now, unless I can get up the story.
0: Whew. All right. So there's a lot of decisions to make right here. I'm looking at the Yahoo team. We've got, we've got three guys from Minnesota right now. We may add a fourth. Uh, we've got one, one Boston guy. We may add more. I'm okay with just a one, a one stack and then maybe a two, two guys from Boston. I don't know. But shortstop is interesting because it features one of the better hitters from our Minnesota stack. We could plug that guy in there. I believe that's Polanco. Or we can go with another guy if you think there's somebody else. I mean, they're all kind of in the same range unless we go with DeYoung. How, how confident are you in DeYoung, Or would you rather have like a twice the salary and take a guy like Polanco or something?
1: I'd, I'm very confident in um, DeYoung and Anderson. So, one of those $11, I think, is the optimal play. And then if we have more money, we could change it and try to get up to Story or Polanco. But right. and, uh, another thing is, is, I don't need to stack on Yahoo. Like, you it's don't.
0: just well, talk sport. to me about that. What about maybe I'm doing this
1: all wrong? In it, here. It's the way I play, it's super easy. Strikeouts from my pitchers and home runs from my batter. I just want to look down at my lineup and see a home run, home run, up, see seat in my head that this is a potential home run spot for every single batter. And, you know, and then just sit back and pray.
0: Very good. Look at that. He's dropping dead. This is the reason why you got, like, a seven-figure balance on Yahoo. It's the reason. Because you got all the strategy worked out, and and, and the rest of us are just playing. I know, doesn't that
1: blow, That's This strategy is mind-blowing, right? Like, strikeouts from your pitchers
0: and home they runs from your a whole lot at every position. If I could, I mean, I think of it it, it. it eluded me up until now, but now that you say it, it's yeah. really Let's go with DeYoung because I do I do like that. You, you're telling me eleven bucks is and he's he's that good. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I want to I want to take the savings because I may need I may need it for my. Uh, yeah, let's see what we got for pitcher right here. Well, hey, we got throw Haney, throw Haney in. Well, okay, let's see what we'll, let's see what Haney does for us. But uh, we we still got we still got feelers we can get to. We still got a lot of we still this is a marathon, not a sprint. We're all over. I just want to see how much money we're gonna. Yeah. have. Let's see here. That would uh, we're gonna have plenty. You know, Yahoo. You can you can always find a seven dollar outfielder. Oh, there's a there's there's through all we need is a
1: fifteen dollar outfielder.
0: Yeah, we got we got plenty. And we could also come we could back. Blake Snell. We could go whatever. Yeah, we, we could do. There's so many options right now. So let's let's think about outfield then. Let's let's look and see if there's anybody that absolutely jumps out to us in outfield, and then we can I can work my. Pitch wait, down. did we have one outfielder in or two? we've got two in so far. Okay. So we got, we got, we got the Minnesota connection, Rosario Kepler. That could be changed if another outfielder jumps off to us. So talk to me, man, what do we got going on here? I'm seeing the bat has a lot of uh, love for JD Martinez tonight as well. It probably should. Uh, And then of course, you got your Colorado course field is going to trickle down the rest. Four out of the next five bats are Colorado centric. So talk to me about outfielders here.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's no secret that like guys like JD are in a good spot. Ben attendee uh, in a good spot, right? Um, let's see here. Um, a guy who's too cheap, Chris uh, Crush Davis. What? I think he's fifteen bucks. Oh, oh,
0: it's it's Chris with a K.
1: Yeah,
0: I was gonna say. Um, I th- um.
1: Eloy Jimenez is 15 bucks. I mean, I just look, just try to pick a home run spot here.
0: Well, you know, I'll pick a home run if it was that easy. Believe me, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably be a little a little bit more well off on Yahoo. But I mean, we could be, and there's so many ways we could go here. We could go the 15 route or I could change it up. We could change it up. Talk to me. What, so do you have any interest in David Dahl, Charlie Blackman? Oh,
1: definitely. David Dahl. Absolutely. Dahl is a phenomenal player. Blackman, phenomenal player. What about Ackerman's twenty-seven bucks?
0: What about what about Fran Mill Reyes? I, I'm finding him to be like one of the uh, odds-on favorites to get a home run tonight, based yep. on everything. What do you think about Reyes? Love him, man. What do we do here then? What I really like Reyes. I really want to put Reyes in this lineup. I'm going to have to do some adjusting here. How about I'm going to ditch Kepler because you know twenty-three bucks for Kepler. You're telling me get home runs? I'm Yeah, like, you can ditch Kepler, or you can ditch Garver. Oh man. Well, we want home runs, and from a catcher, Garver's going to hes gonna give us a little bit of pop, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. So I want to keep him in. I'll ditch Kepler, though, because when we're talking about just purely home runs, Reyes has definitely got a better shot, I think, of uh, grabbing a home run than.
1: But, you know, if we ditch Garver.
0: What you got for catcher, then?
1: It uh, would have to be a Narvaez. We're going to be a buck short. Oh. Um, I was going to say we could throw, like, Narvaez in that's still a home run potential and then uh we could probably get up to blackman but we're gonna be a buck short i think oh i what you know it's like so it, you could put a uh, baby doll in david baby doll
0: we could we could go doll let's take a look here what do we got here if i was if we wanted to stick in the 17 dollar range right here and keep the rest of this stuff let's take a look is there Will Myers is on the table. Will Myers, does he suck now? Does he suck terribly bad? I think he does. Um, yeah. He's starting
1: to come out a little better, but
0: he certainly puts up – he's
1: put up some good games against really bad pitchers, and uh, Hoffman qualifies. And another, this is a spot I would risk playing Will Myers.
0: Okay, but another guy at 17, who oh, this may catch your eye here, a little Andrew Benatendi against yeah. uh, Ortiz's uh, nephew, <laughs> right? Love him. Love him. I think Ben has got some upside tonight. Definitely. So many, so many options here. Well, whew, all right. So now it comes down to a 2v2. Do I want to keep Garver and play Garver and Ben or do I want to go cheaper catcher and better outfielder? So many options. What's our final diagnosis here? Or we can go cheap at catcher, go cheaper in outfield, and go play a stud, an absolute stud at pitcher instead of Haney. I don't know. You tell me what – what are we thinking here?
1: Me personally, I would do that. I would play an absolute stud at pitcher. Ooh, and I would play Chris Davis with a K.
0: That's a tough one for thirteen. You know, I'm going to do an executive override here. I, 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 I don't. I don't want to play the stud pitcher because oh, ah, man, it's so tempting. So tempting. What as far as pitchers are concerned. How, how likely is Haney to hang in there with a guy like Garrett Cole tonight? I mean, what's the likelihood that the separation between those guys is only a few fantasy points on Yahoo?
1: I think it's pretty, it's pretty good.
0: All right. I think Benatendi's in a good spot. He gives us uh, a couple of Boston bats in there. Uh, we got a couple Minnesota bats, a couple San Diego bats. I mean, I think it looks –
1: Now, if you went down to James McCann – a catcher. Okay. Then you could put Erod instead of popping Molly.
0: Whew. That's now that one's tempting. Because that that's a lot of strikeout
1: so it. then 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 look at your overall lineup, right? Do it. Just show the people.
0: What are, what are we gonna show it? Uh, the e uh, Erod version? Yeah, put put Okay, let's take a look here. And we find Erod, who is – how much is he? Oh, 42. Yep. So we got to ditch Carver and go with McCann. Yeah. It's interesting. So right. let's,
1: let's – so let's – every single spot, right? We've got massive strikeout upside with Erod and Haney. Okay. Boom. Check. checks the boxes. We've got a uh, lefty masher against uh, – horrendous so far this season CC Sabathia in a home run park yeah um so the boom home run Chavez against uh Ortiz's nephew a home run park uh McMahon home in run cores park. in a cake matchup Machado in cores in a cake matchup de Young who's definitely has home run upside against mats benetende Benatende in a cake matchup Rosario who has, is the, probably the most likely Twins bat to go to hit a home run, right? I agree. And then Fran Mill and Coors.
0: Fran Mill is definitely an absolute stud. 19 home runs on the year. Been phenomenal. I mean, I think it looks good. I might have to click the submit button on that. I don't even know if I need to do any tinkering on that, right? No, that's uh, –
1: that's, uh, cool. I, appro- I approve of that one for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one I'm probably going to roll with. Guys, if you want to get in Yahoo's uh, big $15 tournament, 2K up top, don't play this lineup because I'm playing it. You're just going to split with me in in case we hit the nuts here. We're just going to split it, and I don't want to split it. So change it up by a player or two. But uh, we've got a couple of minutes left here. Let's go over some weather. Let's take a look at Roth's weather page here. Just give the people a quick glimpse here. It looks like we're on, on green. I was I was a little worried about some of those rain clouds on the Yahoo page in the Colorado game, but it looks like Roth has this as uh, a totally green slash green-yellow. Rain should clear out by game time, so we're good there. I trust the man. We got an orange-yellow in Kansas City, Minnesota. You already said earlier, you think it plays, and you think that drives down the ownership on the Minnesota. I could definitely see But you're more likely to stack. Are you more likely to stack on another site rather than Yahoo? Or is the no stacking thing just your general approach to MLB?
1: Um, That's actually my general – it depends on contest size and scoring. So, like, on FanDuel, I would never not stack because the scoring is just so inducive to stacking. So, on DraftKings, it used to be – I used to be all about the stack, but in the smaller contests, like maybe up to, like, 100-man entries – I, I I'm finding it less and less necessary because really it's all about home run and strikeouts. So a lot of these batters are striking out. And then, you know, so it's just all about just hitting, hitting like a hitting, getting a home run from one of your batters can make up a lot of ground, right. Against having like the one of like a third guy in your stack who maybe gets five, seven points because he, he sing, gets on base Gets driven in, singles, whatever, like that. Like, so I'm just – I just want the upside of the home runs. And uh, they're so prevalent this season that that's the way that I've been playing. I've kind of – I used to be all about the stack, and now this season I'm kind of gravitating against that. But
0: And you're cleaning house. I see all the screenshots. You're on it, man. So uh, it must be working. But – I agree with you. It's all about the size of the contest. If you're going to get in like that $10 game where there's a 50 K up top and it's a super top heavy, 33% to first place payout, you kind of probably need to maximize everything you can and and stack the heck out of it. But if you're in these uh, nice, you know, lower contests, like, like the Yahoo contest or some of those bigger buy-ins on DraftKings or FanDuel, you don't have to stack necessarily. I think you're, I think you're on it right there. So guys, with that, I think our time is up here today. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. As always, uh, get in that Discord chat. We're going to make the Discord chat more of a thing in the in the coming weeks, in the coming months. So that's the timer. That means it's time to get off the air. That's the producer Devin. He's on me. So guys, good luck in all those GPPs. I appreciate Kirk Bees hanging out with me today after he ditched me on Tuesday. Until next time, guys. Good luck, and we're out of here.
2: What's on, guys? Beard here back in the Fantasy Bar for a big Friday night on Yahoo! Six of my favorite plays. Five bats for you, all under $20, including four of those bats at $13 or below. And a starting pitcher who had a season high in fantasy points against his opponent earlier in the season. Who are we talking about? Belly up to the Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome in guys. Friday edition beers daily fantasy six pack back here once again in the fantasy bar. Of course, the bar going to be open on a big Friday night and tonight we'll focus on Yahoo pricing. But as always, these are plays you can utilize all across the industry, whether you're playing on Yahoo, Fanduel, DraftKings, wherever it is you're playing. These are guys I like. Regardless, we're going to focus on that Yahoo pricing. Couple notes here before we get started. Coors Field. On the slate, as you know, too easy. You don't need the beer man to tell you to play Coors Field, get some exposure there. Weather looks pretty good for tonight, so let's jump in. A lot of guys under $20, I'm liking tonight. Let's start in the outfield with our highest price bat of the day, Shin Soo Chu, just $18. So, again, we'll keep everything under $20, try to make life easy for you here on Yahoo. But as we know, Shin Soo Chu against righties, pretty money in the bank. 414 weighted OBA, ISO at 266 so hitting for power hard contact rate north of 50 percent so really checking all the boxes but this is really more about mr Male and his inability to get left handers out and this has been something that has plagued him it's not just this season we've seen this over and over but 378 weighted oba allowed 263 is the iso allowed to left he's 44 the hard contact rate so as we checked all the boxes with Chu, we can check them all with Male as well and his primary pitch, the fastball, uses it 65% of the time against lefties. That's going to equate to a 435 Woba for Chu and a 272 ISO. Love this spot for Chu. I think Texas, one of the most interesting stacks here with all the left-handed bats. They're going to get up there against Mali. Great hitting environment there in the great American small park. Love the Rangers, but love Shin Soo Chu to lead us off. At eighteen dollars. All right, let's get into some value, and you're on Yahoo. You need a catcher, so we're gonna go there with Jorge Alfaro, just thirteen dollars. So we don't get a lot of catchers here in a six pack, but it is a position that can be a pain in the butt. So let's knock it out here with Alfaro, like his price over on DraftKings as well. And recency bias should really strike here. The last few box scores not great for Alfaro, but he's half the price of Yasmani Grandal, who I like as well. But if I can cut that in half and really spend up elsewhere. I want to do that. This guy is showing a lot of power against lefties. See that ISO? You don't get many catchers with an ISO over 250. We get that with Alfaro. We also get a Woba over 400. And yes, the Babbitt, pretty high for him, but somewhat lucky, but still a guy that can hit lefties well. Hard contact rate, exactly where we want it, in the elite range at 50%. Nice 13% high value hit rate. So a lot of things in the corner here. Of Jorge Alfaro, the matchup great as well. Steven Brawl, you see almost a 400 woba allowed, two right handed hitters, our contact rate north of 40%. Alfaro, a nice value option at a tough catcher position at just $13. Let's go to the infield next play for us that same $13 price point with Yandy Diaz of the Tampa Bay Rings. This guy hit in the heart of the order of a pretty good lineup. I want to take advantage of that at just $13. Nice 56% our contact rate. ISO over 250. Woba well over 400 at 439. And another pitching matchup that we can take advantage of. Mr. Haney loves to throw that sinker 71% of the time to right-handed hitters. It's a 412 Wobo for Mr. Diaz against that pitch. So he matches up lefty on righty, matches up with the pitch. Again, a cleanup hitter at 13 bucks. Take advantage of Yande Diaz tonight in a good matchup with Andrew Haney. All right, I promise you a starting pitcher with a good matchup. That's going to be Eduardo Rodriguez of Boston, $42. So as we said, season high in his last matchup. Yes, it was all the way back in early April, but over 30 fantasy points in that matchup. A ton of strikeouts available in this lineup. We'll get to that in a minute. But Rodriguez is a lefty. Usually righties hit you hard. That's not been the case for him. He's been very good against right-handed bats. And against this Baltimore team, we're projected to see nine right-handed bats in that lineup. So don't think it's a bad matchup here for Rodriguez. A lot of people are going to look at that on paper and be afraid of him against all righties. But here's the numbers for him. 309 Wobo allowed, Very good number against righties. Just a 116 ISO. Strikeout rate right in line with his normal rate at almost 26%. Has limited hard contact to just 27%. And the Orioles, again, strike out a lot. 7th highest strikeout rate in the league against left-handed pitching. In the Woba department, 22nd. An interesting stat here. Doesn't really make this the play and the reason why we're playing Rodriguez, but does have a 39% strikeout rate against current Orioles bats. Why do I say that's not important today? It's a nice stat. Chris Davis is a lot of those strikeouts. 14, in fact. But Mancini, another guy that he struck out 8 times over the course of his career. So the point is, it's a mid-range pitcher that gives you the upside that some of these elite guys bring to the table at just $42 take advantage here on Yahoo. All right, back to the bats. Pick number five in the infield, shortstop Paul DeJong, $11. To me, it's one of the best values out there, and it's across the industry. You're really buying low right now on him, but $11 on Yahoo really stood out. When I'm getting a guy with almost a 300 ISO against left-handed pitching, a Woba at 450, for $11. You definitely want to get in the mix here on Dijon's. We also get a good pitching matchup as far as pitch type. Uses the sinker a lot does Steven Matz, 55% of the time against righties. Woba over 400, ISO over 250. So again, check that box. And Matz has already given up 10 home runs to right-handed hitters. We're only in the middle of June. So on pace to give up about 25-30 home runs to righties this season. DeJong way too cheap at $11. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play but before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? Let's get in the comment section. Let's talk Beast of the Night. Let's get some bold comments, some bold calls, home run calls, whatever you guys want to talk about. Let's talk it up in that comment section. And if you're on YouTube, not only your comments, but guys, I would really appreciate just clicking that thumbs up button. Really helps us out. Tells me you're having a good time here in the Fantasy Bar, and I really appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the the Beast of the Night. <laughs> All right, Beast Time, we talk about guys that are underpriced. My boy is only $13. dollars we got to go with Chris Davis of Oakland here at tonight's Beast of the Night. Now, this one really floored me. I know he was struggling for a while, but the price has not caught up to the recent performance. We're talking about three multi-hit games over the last four. We're talking about two home runs in those four games. And we're talking about big-time numbers against lefties. We usually spotlight him. Righty on righty because he's one of the best in the league. But this season's been very good against Lefty. Top 10 in the league in ISO. You see that big number at 368. The Woba sitting at 433 for Chris Davis. And I like this matchup with Gonzalez. Gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact. 44% fly ball, 34% hard contact rate. Exactly what we want. Chris Davis, too cheap across the industry. DraftKings at 4100s in play there, even Fanduel at 3700. Love this spot for the Oakland A's. I think they're very stackable. But Chris Davis at $13, criminally underpriced on Yahoo, making him easily my favorite play and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Friday night in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback? Hit me up in the comment section. Can also reach out and follow me on Twitter at beermakersfan. Quick programming note. The beer man will be gone next week. So, somebody will be tending to the bar for you, hooking you up three days next week, talking Yahoo, FanDuel, DraftKings, all of the sites giving you all the information you need to know, and I'll be back the following week. So, good luck to you guys tonight. Have a great weekend. from rotogrinners.com, I am beer, saying Go get them, guys, and we'll see you. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel,
1: or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
3: what i'm runner grinders dean here it's dean 7904 if you want to get all technical i mean it is five o'clock on the east coast two o'clock on the west coast four o'clock tennessee time which of course it's time for the flagship show here at runner grinders it is called it's called grinders Live. it's sponsored by panic draft and joining me today it's one uh light. Oh, it's light bugs the chat already they're excited you're going to be here and they're speculating you're going to be grumpy well, why would you be grumpy is it something happening to umpires are you sad the NHL season's over? You're not grumpy, are you? Are you? I don't think so. Oh,
4: the but I was actually in a good mood uh, until I found out Joe West is uh, <laughs> umpiring Garrett Cole tonight. So that oh might boy, things here. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, I'm actually in a pretty good mood for for a busy Friday.
3: It's a 15 gamer. It's a massive slate, but I mean, I, I, there's always times for a, a Boggs rant when it comes to umpires. Is is he the worst? I know people have played him in a. Uh, Angel Hernandez, people don't like either. And he had that terrible non strike call for uh, it was a Tanaka, the one that pitched right down the plate. It was kind of a disaster. I'm sure you saw that gift. Uh, it, it, on the uh, the Mount Rushmore of the, your, your most disliked umpires, is Joe West, does he crack it?
4: Well, I mean, he's the head of the umpires union, so he's got to be the worst. Uh, but <laughs> like I always say, uh, they all tie for last place.
3: <laughs> Are you on Team Robo Umps?
4: No, I'm not
3: so you're on team just like be better
4: yeah exactly
3: <laughs> all right fair enough well what's wrong about ums you, you like the human error
4: yeah that's just that's that's part of baseball the human error uh, i just want umpires to be better
3: and uh, how do we feel about replay
4: uh i didn't like it initially but I, I i it has it has its role
3: it has its role can i have a little nitpick about replay but my one thing i don't like, like about replay is like when a guy like you know slides in the second base or whatever kind of sort of popping up and in this tra- transition of popping up he comes off the bag for like you know 0. 0.0002 seconds uh and he steps you know he, he comes off just because that's how momentum works sometimes and they call him out because of the replay because the guy keeps the glove on him and that it's the intent the intent of the rule was not like to get those dudes out right
4: yeah and that's that's totally bush league, and i hate when i when i see that but um you know, for, for home runs and, you know, obviously missed calls. I think it, it's good. Uh, but yeah, fan tags, you know, when I mean, you can make case when guys are turning, turning
3: double play and don't you know actually touch the bag. I mean, that, that's, that's the part of uh, replay. I'm not a big fan of. Speaking of Bush league, I just want to hear who's more Bush league than Madison Bumgarner. Come on, take some shots at Mad Bum. Yeah.
4: I mean, I think his comment about it was actually, you know, pretty smart. He's just like, you know, if, Want to let people be people? Let me be me. Uh, he's he's uh he's a not, not a happy, happy camper
3: when you uh, <laughs> pimp a home run off of him. So I, I I like it. He's a competitor. Let me be a big jerk. Let me be a big baby if I want to be a big baby. Although when he hits a homer, he does the same thing. Big hypocrite. You've seen this before, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's a 15 gamer bogs we'll, we'll we'll dig in as far as breaking down all the baseball. We've got about 55 minutes before we step aside and get out of here make way for crunch time, do want to say uh, Boggs, I know you rock the RG avatar around the industry. Uh, we have people rocking the RG avatar and that there is some intent to do so. If you finish in the top 10, a certain contest, you will win yourself one month of free premium. Our fabulous multitasking producer, the D train he's all over that. He's dropping the link in chat for You guys to learn more information about that. We have a, uh, we want to welcome, we want to give some shout out to the new people that are rocking the RG avatar. Uh, Wang nation, uh, Gerg, w davis 1982 i'm gonna guess he's or she is 37 ish and fans 82 probably also 30 uh, 37 years old uh there you go so again uh go ahead and check out that link it's uh, i know it's dropped on the Rotor chat it's probably also dropped in, in the uh, the youtube chat because like we said train multitasking if you guys are watching this on youtube feel free to like and subscribe jump on over here to rg and check it out uh box there's a lot going on today there's course field with the 12 total there's a massive amount of stud pitchers that you know, that are worth rostering. There's some mid-tier pitchers that are worth rostering. You got everything, uh, as far as I can tell, on this slate. uh lot going on. How do we uh, simplify it before we kind of talk about our pitchers, talk about our hitters, before we do the, uh, the screen share as far as the premium? Uh, give me the screenshot. How are you attacking this slate? Are we playing 20 lineups, five lineups? Are you playing a bunch of stacks? What are we doing?
4: Uh, I mean, there's so many different ways you can go, but it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, for a 15-game slate, it kind of feels like – going to be a chalky slate because of, for the reasons you mentioned you got a game in course field that's going to be a chalky option you got the Red Sox they figure to be pretty popular uh, against whoever's going to be going out there for the Orioles um, and that's kind of where I want to narrow it down I mean there's obviously ways you can differentiate when you make a lineup like that but uh, I just don't really see a whole lot of ownership being spread out I mean there's really two guys up at the top in terms of pitchers that uh, I, I'm really wanting to pay up for but again there's you know some value options and guys in that mid-range that stand out as well so for that reason I think it's going to be pretty chalky slate
3: yeah so chalky for a 15 gamer at least especially from the pitching perspective as far as the condensed uh, pitching options like you said uh two names at the top and you know I I assume uh I mean it's Garrett Cole and it's Max Scherzer and it's wild because Luis Giolito is in the conversation if you're just looking at the numbers uh, this is the guy who legitimately was one of the worst pitchers in all of baseball last year, no hyperbole. And now he's what, like, you know, if the numbers will say he's a top 10 pitcher this year, and it looks pretty legit. He always had the pedigree. You know, he was a first rounder traded for, a, was it Adam Eaton? That was kind of a big deal several years ago. Uh, of course, Blake Snell is pitching. You know, he's awesome. K's are King, and he's facing your halos who, while not the most opposing of offenses, they just don't strike out necessarily. And he also has the quickest hook which is very important. He's most likely to throw the least amount of pitches amongst Cole, amongst Scherzer, and then Snell in the conversation. And the Rich Hill against the Cubbies, uh, you know, similar price, but it's really, really hard to justify. And this is kind of where you get into the old, uh, you know, what are you doing as far as tournaments? But from a cash game, from an optimal perspective, I think you pick one of Cole, one of Scherzer, and probably step down to one of the mid-tier guys. We'll talk about it in a second. How do you separate Cole from Scherzer? And factor in good old Joe West behind the plate there for us.
4: Career. well i try not to think about joe west as much as i can um i just you know i don't want to be watching the game and see him in his
3: antics out there so that's what got me in a pretty bad mood when i <laughs> <laughs> but- cowboy joe west uh, doesn't he sing i don't I, I think he's got like a cd out there he's like the the dave Potts of umpires but i think he's actually a bad singer i think he, he sings like he sings country music isn't he called cowboy joe west Is that- i'm going yeah. off on a side a side tangent for no reason whatsoever
4: Yes, yeah, because he's more interested in his country music uh,
3: making uh, than his
4: actual real job. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of Cole and Scherzer, I still am going to lean towards Cole just just slightly based on the matchup. I mean, not to take anything away from Scherzer, but obviously Arizona, they've been swinging the bats well here recently. And, uh, you know, Toronto's just been really inconsistent all year long. And I think they both are really neck and neck. Uh, but I'm just going to lean towards Cole. Uh, Obviously, he's pitching it in in a slightly better pitching environment. The dome's probably probably closed out there in uh, Houston like it always is. And, yeah, there's nothing to get me off of Scherzer. I don't think it's necessarily smart to play both of them. Um, You could certainly make a case for that if you basically want to fade the Coors Field game.
3: It's really hard. Yeah, I'm
4: expecting some runs in that one. So yeah it's it's just a preference i'm going with cole tonight had to choose between two but i really want at least one of them uh because you know it's tempting on this slate to spend down but really i mean two these two guys up at the top have the ability to break the slate
3: yeah i'm kind of weighing the pros and cons of both options are on the season 33 percent as far as his k rate is righty left splits are pretty dramatic uh, you know, left versus righties 38.2% versus lefties only 26.6%, which is fine. It's better than league average, but it's not dominant. And for the first five hitters for Arizona are lefties for what it's worth. And also they they strike out collectively versus all righties this season at just 19.7%. The only guys that really pop are Crone, which is a small sample, but I suspect that's probably going to continue going forward. Uh, Escobar and Peralta as well. So uh, it's not the best lineup as far as a K perspective. And again, uh, Cole on this season at 38.6% as far as striking dudes out. I guess you can argue, argue Scherzer has the pitcher to pick on, so that's better as opposed to the DH. But And that's kind of a coin toss for me, and Scherzer's a little bit less, a little bit cheaper, and if I can save the funds and do something with it, I'm okay stepping down the Scherzer, but ideally I want Cole amongst the, the two. Uh, it sounds like that's where you're at as well, but like you know, they're both perfectly fine. They both have this immense ceiling, uh, and if you fire up that Toronto lineup, uh, we're looking at 24.3% as far as striking out. So Cole's a bigger K guy in the season, and he's got more guys that decay K there. Of course, again, no pitcher to pick on, but collectively still a bigger number. Uh, and we mentioned, you know, we mentioned Snell in passing. How many lineups do you have to make to make a Snell lineup?
4: I mean, it's it's really just comes down to whether or not I can't afford Cole or Scherzer. You know, I know my halos don't strike out a lot, but without Simmons in that lineup, um, you know, it's not one that really uh, would scare me about rostering Snell. Uh, I guess the good point that you did touch upon is that he doesn't go deep into games, uh, but if he's on, he's going to be striking out guys left and right. I mean, I like pitchers, both these pitchers from that game, but, um, I do like Snell. I certainly like him more than Robbie Ray, Rich Hill, and I'm taking the wait and see approach on Giolito.
3: Yeah, I mean Giolito, like there's just no discount off of like, you know, Scherzer uh, and Cole. And again, he in theory he could outpitch both those guys. Like, I you think he's a legit? I think he's legit. Like, I don't know if he's as good as those guys, and of course, he has to the same track record, but we all sort of knew this was coming, or at least he had this ability to hit the ceiling. Um, but what's my incentive to, to play him is basically my question, outside of like ownership, which is gonna be distinctly different uh, off of did uh, the, the other two, you know, off of Cole and off of Scherzer, and I guess he can out score them both. But he kind of sort of has to because it's not like it's a difference in price.
4: Yeah, and, I mean, look, it, it's not, you know, probably the main reason. Uh, but when you, you, you switch up your tempo, you get out there, uh, it changes things as a pitcher. and You're not thinking so much. You're not being so deliberate. Um, the, the problem is, is that, you know, this Yankees team, uh, there's still some veteran hitters. And, you know, they're going to step out. You know, they're not going to let him quick pitch him and they're going to really make it work. So I'm pretty much with you. I mean, look, you look at his game logs. Uh, he's been dealing, but uh, mm-hmm. I just, I think it's too risky of a matchup for me tonight. Uh, I'm just going to roll
3: with the, with the coal and the shirts of the world. Yeah. You mentioned Robbie Ray in passing in the book. The theory is whenever Robbie Ray is going to be low on, you're supposed to roster him to some degree. And, I can say pretty confidently he's going to be low-owned. He's definitely going to be a loss in the shuffle, if you want to say that, and just, again, not a big discount off of the bigger names. Uh, the price is just not particularly appealing. And, you know, you can argue he basically pitches against himself, and if he's on it, doesn't really matter who he's facing. He can rack up 10Ks in six innings. He does tend to labor a bit, so he probably doesn't go beyond six. Um, yeah, I, I'm just probably not going to get there because, again, I don't make enough lineups. I have a hard time justifying it. They're asking way too much for Kyle Hendricks today. That's an egregious price especially against the Dodgers. No can do uh, Rich Hill. I can't do it there against the Cubbies. Uh, if you have any thoughts on those guys, like I like Gibson. Uh, I just don't know if I'm going to get there as far as the price. Maybe he's sort of in the middle of like the tweeners uh, and, you know, all the way up at the top. Richards is a pretty decent pitcher in a good ballpark, but this Pittsburgh lineup does not strike out much at all. They're basically like National League uh, angels version. Um, I have nothing there until Haney. What, what are your thoughts as far as those guys? Anything you want to add there? Anything you want to disagree with? Yeah.
4: No, absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, not sniffing those guys um, off of Scherzer, Cole, um, maybe some Snell. I'm going right down to that mid-tier with Heaney with and uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah,
3: and I think a lot of people are – talking about your boy, Heaney. I'm happy to have you on the show, not just for that reason, just not just to have you on, Bugs, but I want to hear you talk about Heaney because he's been – He's, the, he's been the, the, you know, the epitome of 2019 baseball. Uh, small sample size, obviously, like in what 18 innings or something like that. He's got a 41.8% K percent and, and a homer in the homer in per nine at 3.24, which is insane. Uh, so he's striking everybody out. If he's not striking out, he's probably giving up a homer, or at least he's, uh, he's definitely done that plenty of times this year. Again, super, super small samples uh, in Tampa. Uh, obviously, great ballpark to pitch in. Presumably, the lights will stay on continuously throughout the night uh tampa man what a disaster one night the, the lights are going out one night the the, the ball's hitting off the speaker uh, and they're catching yeah what's going they, yeah they're gonna move i think it's, they're trying to get a ballpark there but it's it doesn't look like it's gonna happen unfortunately what are we doing with heaney because like we want k's and if he gives up a homer or two that's that's just fine like we saw the other day not to say he's verlander but we saw verlander what strike out 15 guys and give three homers and we saw the other day uh, yesterday with um uh, Great for Colorado. Just sure give up three runs, but strike out ten guys. Uh, give me your take as far as Heaney because uh, he seems to to pop. Having E Rod is sort of the conversation as far as the next year.
4: Yeah, I mean, again, I, I can't disagree with anything you said there. Um, you know, the only red flag with P if you know the lights don't you know come back on. I think that <laughs> was tagged yesterday. I mean, obviously they're they're going to be cautious the Angels with all these guys, um, but at the same time you know you know what you're going to get from Haney for everything you said. Um, and he does it by, you know, changing the eye level with his fastball and then using his slider. Um, so, yeah, there's no real red flags for me. The matchup, you know, you look at it on paper, it, you know, the Rays are a good team. and They've got some power, but they also strike out. And that's just really suited to Haney's strengths.
3: So yeah, you fire up the old plate IQ here, Boggs, and talking about striking out. That's kind of an understatement because there's not one guy in this lineup that's not in the red or in the pink as far as striking out this uh, this season versus versus lefties. We're talking about collectively 25.1 percent. The guy that strikes out the least uh, is Diaz and Fan at 22.5 uh, percent. It is backloaded a little bit as far as their bigger K guys at the bottom of the lineup for what it's worth, but. Um, and it feels like a great tournament spot. Like you could pick out a couple homers, like Avace see they can definitely go, go yard. I don't mind Zanino as far as a one-off as a catcher. Uh certainly, you know, he's you know, an all or nothing guy versus an all or nothing pitcher, at least as we showed so far this season. Uh I, I he, it's Heaney versus Erod, and I'm kinda of going back and forth. Uh Jim a take, what's kinda of bleeding to Rodriguez versus Baltimore?
4: Yeah, I mean you know, I don't really have a strong preference. I'm going to play both. Um, I like them both. I, they both are decent spots. Obviously, you know, Rodriguez has the softer matchup, um, but it's also, a, you know, pretty big park downgrade going into Baltimore. Uh, and he's a guy that, you know, is, he's kind of turned the page this year. I got to give him credit, uh, but he's, you know, kind of like, Robbie Ray at least in the past you know and it's sometimes really difficult to to watch him especially if he's not on but um, he seemed to at least figure some things out this year and it's you know he'll still have those long innings um, but the stuff's there and the good thing working in his favor is that you know obviously Baltimore strikes out they also don't walk so they're just not patient enough and that's the type of pitcher you want to use against a team like the Orioles.
3: Trying to see what we have as far as an umpire. Uh, we'll check out the umpire data in that game. Do you have to have that in front of you as far as so we have a hitter's umpire, a pitcher's umpire for Erod? He's one of those guys that I kind of go out of a way to make sure I know what kind of umpire we have behind there. But like you said, he has been better this year. Uh, if you fire up the old, uh, you know, the plate IQ as far as uh, walks this season, 7.1%, which is fine. Uh, that's okay. 25.7% as far as the Ks. You talk about Baltimore not wanting the walk box. Uh, we got Alberto leading off, right? You know what his walk rate is, where his lefties is, you know, this year? It's, it's 1.3%. He's like, you know, La Tortuga is like, dude, take a pitch, man. If this guy does not want to walk at all. Uh, we've not seen, uh, well, it's a small sample size as far as Santander. He hasn't walked yet. VR at 2.1%, Boggs. Uh, Chris Davis, when he's not striking out, he's not walking either. 3% as far as walking. That's just terrible, uh, collectively 5.1%. I think that's a great point. Uh, this does not seem like a spot where Erod's just going to walk the entire uh, the entire lineup there. So, And they're not very good either. And they strike out a good bit, 22.8%. It's kind of backloaded as far as the K guys. Uh, nice to see Davis in there. Nice to see Broxton in there because those guys strike out a ton. <sighs> yeah, and so it, it's pretty concentrated, right? You pick one of the two up top or even just play, you play Erod and you play Haney together and have a little bit more fun as far as, far as the hitters. Uh, what else are we doing as far as pitchers? Because I, I'm having a hard time, like, going beyond that. I think I can make stuff work with just those four guys we sort of focused on, the two at the top, the two in the middle. Who else is jumping out for you?
4: No one's really jumping out, especially from a tournament perspective. That's why I said it's just one of these nights where, at least from my opinion, I'm going to have to, you know, eat some chalk, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, and Like I said, I think you don't really mess around at pitching. Um, because after that, you know, where, where's the upside? I mean, sure. You, you got Bassett who probably won't get lit up. Um, and you've got Davies playing the giants, but again, yeah, not expecting them to get lit up. That doesn't mean I think that they've got uh, that strike at upside to, you know, potentially carry you to the top of the tournament. So yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's just the way it is, the way, way it feels tonight. Um, but I just really don't feel like messing around with pitching.
3: Yeah, I mean, great ballpark for Davies that you mentioned it. Like, the dude's got, what, a 15.6% K rate on the season. There's a sandwich going lineup that's projected to go out there today. He has a, you know 19.5% as far as striking out. Uh, maybe from a run prevention perspective, he can be okay, but there's just no chance Davies is going to, quote, unquote, win you a tournament, like, outside of the fact that, like, rostering him and he puts up, like, 12 to 15 points or whatever it is, and he just sort of opens up a whole new sh- a shuffle of hitters that you can't have. Uh, you know, with your rostered more elite pitchers and all of a sudden the expected hitters go off like that. He gives you access to that, I suppose, but him himself, obviously uh, I, I just can't see him. Like, just go out there and dominating. I, I, I think, uh, you know, you mentioned the Hound. I don't mind him as far as Bassett. He seems like he's seems playable. There's some K's against Detroit. So I guess you could say go but like, I don't feel good about it. Mats, I don't mind against St. Louis. Freed, I don't mind against Philadelphia um but none of these other guys are really worth talking about as far as we can tell like again it's baseball anything can happen goofy things happen, variants yada 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 but it feels pretty clear who the the best you know best pitchers are today as far as dollar for dollar as far as building lineups
4: yeah and you know it shouldn't be that you know unless you're trying to game stack cores you don't really i don't think you really need to there's enough value bats out there that can help you complement your lineup um and you know, not just so many, just like one, you know, one at each position. There's a few, um, so again, that's how you can differentiate a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, it's you hit the nail on the head. I, I just I'm not seeing reason to go down there. I mean, you know, Tyler Molly might be. Yeah, he's going to be
3: somewhat popular. Go ahead, talk about him. Yeah, you know,
4: I think he will be. I, this is just a guy that I'm not necessarily, a, you know, a believer in, at least not
3: yet. Um,
4: And there's a considerable amount of risk associated with him in that ballpark against, uh, you know, a Rangers lineup that, yeah, sure, they're inconsistent. Yeah, they lose a DH, but that top of that order, most of them lefties in in addition, um, could really give only fits.
3: So that's where I'm kind of sort of conflicted because, and then I always talk about I want the biggest sample size as far as pitchers to get, you know, the biggest, you know. Uh, you know, it should, like, work out over time. But obviously these pitchers are fluid. Obviously they're changing, some changing more so than others. And Male is a developing pitcher. And this is a guy who got absolutely annihilated, absolutely pummeled by left-handers early in his career. And he's not been good against this year, but he's been better. Uh, and I, I think he's going to be, you know, a decent pitcher soon enough. And uh, he's trending in the right direction, let's say. And this Texas lineup is rolling out. I think it's six lefties, I was counting it. Chu, Mazara, Cabrera, Odor, and Guzman. So I guess it's five lefties plus whatever the pitcher is, That not that that matters so much. But, you know, Malay this year, this is just this year, historically he's been worse, but we're talking about a WOBA of 378 and an ISO of 263, and it's not a great ballpark, and a K percentage of under 20% versus lefties. He's really, really good against righties for what it's worth. Like I would not roster a right against him. And I do think he's kind of sort of somewhat interesting. Maybe the argument is he gets a couple enough Ks against the righties where he can, you know, survive giving up a solo homer or two versus these lefties. Well, Are you keeping up?
4: Yeah, I mean, well, the problem is, is that you got to look at the pitcher on the other side. It's it's Chavez, and probably you know he's probably not going to go longer in two or three innings, maybe four max. So you're going to have a left-handed pinch hitter come in in in, in a spot, you know. So he's it, it's just uh, there's too much risk there for me, um, and it's it's just uh, again I'm not 100% sold on him uh, yet. So that's why I'm not messing around with him.
3: That's a good point. Yeah, he might not. Chavez might not even bat, like you said. He, he pitched one inning on the twelfth. He pitched the an inning. Not even he. Pitched, he pitched the one batter, I believe, or a couple batters or so. A third inning on the twelfth. He pitched in the tenth as well. Chavez basically an opener, essentially. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good point that maybe while I, I don't know what lefties are working on the bench. To be honest, I'm trying to see who did not crack that Texas lineup. But off the top of my head, I think there's so many out there. Who said I was accounting for six, and only five are in there. So maybe they'll pinch it or, or get double swapped at some point. Somebody mentioned in chat, I was kind of keeping an eye on it, and I want to see if there's any pitches we were neglecting, and they said, you know, what about Richards? He's been really good. And, like, I kind of mentioned him in passing. You know, he's got league average stuff as far as a K potential, 22.3% this season, but it's Pittsburgh lineup. Again, we referenced it's kind of like the Angels. It's not that great necessarily. And from a Wilbur's Wilbur perspective, it's been pretty good against Brady's. Uh, if we're being fair, the top five, top six guys or so are in the green. But striking out at 17.3%, collectively it's not a big number um i just don't know what the upside is i guess you know richards can go out there and pitch six and get one runner and run and get the w and you know get like five or six k's and that's fine obviously but i don't need it it's okay i'm not going to discourage it but that's sort of where i'm at yeah that's it's just a uh,
4: again you know i just don't see the upside uh, you know to, to pivot to him off of uh, rodriguez or or Heaney. you know if I think he'd probably be better suited for cash games and, you know, I don't think he even needed to go there, you know? So no, not, not for me. Uh, Again, he, I think you were very clear. And I agree with you that there's no upside against this line in terms of strikeouts. Sure. He could maybe go, maybe that means he goes a little deeper. Maybe he doesn't, you know, get lit up, but there's a handful of those guys in this slate and trying to target some strikeouts.
3: Fox, we're going to talk pitch, uh, talk hitters now. Um, talk to me about maybe one or two hitters that are kind of sort of your core plays. Who is somebody you're going to be building around before we go around the horn and give our favorite plays? In position?
4: Well, it starts with the course field, both sides of that game. Um, the Padres, I man, they always seem to hit what well, hit well in Colorado. Uh, it doesn't take them, a, you know, a game or two uh, to, to get things going. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you could talk about Machado, how he's underpriced. Uh, still waiting on that lineup to come out, but for the most part, it's going to be the, the usual suspects. And then on the, the flip side of Colorado, you know, no Arenado, but that just makes it a little bit more affordable in terms of stacking. So I like both sides of that game. Don't expect to disappoint. And then uh, you got to love the Red Sox, really top to bottom. Bummer there's no Mookie Betts tonight. Yeah. But Kid Chavis, he's gonna get the opportunity leading off, and he hits bombs <laughs> so like the rest of a lot of these guys in that lineup. And we we all know Baltimore can can give them up in bunches, so uh, it's definitely Coors Field and the Red Sox for me.
3: Ortiz drawing the start here for Baltimore. He's no prize. He's like uh, the number eighteen uh, prospect in the Baltimore organization, for what it's worth. He is a former first rounder from like five years ago or so. Uh, I was checking out his numbers in the minors this year. It's like 50-ish innings and like 14 or 15 homers and a bunch of walks and not, in, not a lot of strikeouts. That's a bad combination. And, and that's why we're looking at a team total for Boston at 6.24, despite the fact that, like, Betts is, in, is not in the lineup. And, you know, the back half of that lineup's not very good with Holt and Vasquez and, you know, Nunez. Uh, so it's Ortiz. And also they're locked in for the nine innings too, which is beautiful as well. Uh, love the top of that order. And, and you mentioned Javis and – You know, he's obviously not the same guy he was a month ago, and he definitely uh, overshot. You know, coming out of the gate, he's not going to be that good. But, you know, how good does he have to be? And Luis Ortiz is the guy, you you know, somebody he would see in the minor leagues, not necessarily in the majors. I don't think this guy's ready just yet for Baltimore. So uh, definitely like the Boston side. Uh, Catchers, we don't have to roster a catcher on fantasy Draft you can if you want. But uh, a site like DraftKings, they force you to roster a catcher. What are we doing today here? Usually we just got to sort of spend down, especially if we're spending up on our pitchers. Is that the strategy once again today?
4: Yep. And you even get a guy who's a little bit underpriced in in course field and hedges. You could play him. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's a bummer. You know, I, I used to like to pay up for, for a Buster Posey uh, in certain spots Um, or, you know, the guys that can hit really, it's just that, it's just the way it's been going for me. At least when I'm building teams this year, it's basically punt at all costs. Um, but if you're not into that, you know, really the only few few guys I'd pay it for would maybe be Mitch Garver. Um,
3: he's over. He's overpriced.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying, and really, I would only play him as as part of a twin stack. So it's it's uh, it's slim pickings as it has been all year. Um, but that's just the way it is. So I'm, I'm really spending down hedges. You, know, you can make a case for Zanino um, or you can really go all the way down to the, the Cam Gallagher's of the world.
3: <laughs> Cam Gallagher, he is 2.3K. When, when he's not smashing watermelons, he's, uh, he's striking out versus whoever he's playing against. He's not particularly good, but he is cheap. He's playing the role of what uh, Maldonado is getting a day off there uh, for the Royals. Uh, but, but you mentioned, you know, Minnesota and Minnesota one of those teams like, you know, I'm kind of conflicted on Molly. I don't you know if there's Molly today. I don't know what to do with Minnesota. The Twins have a team total of like 5.8, which is a big number, obviously. They're facing Brad Keller, who's not a particularly good pitcher. But one thing he does well uh, is he get he gets ground balls. He subdues fly balls. He doesn't give up homers. You know, we're talking about a guy who gives up a 0.42 homers this season per nine. Uh, you know, obviously that's kind of baked into the ballpark he pitches in. You, you know, he definitely gets a – you know, warning track power as opposed to homers going over the fence, and he's been lucky from a you know a homer in the fly ball perspective. Six point three percent. Yeah. So what are we doing against Keller? Because again, not very good. The Sierra suggests like five three nine. It suggests he's been lucky. Obviously, the homer in the fly ball suggests he's been lucky. What are you doing with the Twins?
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's you know for good reason. Uh, they're they're priced up. It's not that easy load up on these guys. But for me, it's really going to be, uh, you know, full stack, probably sacrifice, uh, pitcher, um, or, you know, bait because it's really hard to pick one offs from this lineup. They all can hit and I have been hitting, uh, but I just, I don't get the, uh, I, if you're asking me, like I'm making three, you know, main lineups, and okay. Boston, San Diego, and Colorado. Um, the twins, I'm not going to completely fade them, but they're just uh, that, and they're not going to be a part of my core tonight.
3: Yeah, and they're not particularly cheap either. And I do think they're interesting for tournaments. Obviously, I know it's kind of a cop out, but they're on my list of of teams I'm looking at. I'm not sure if I'm going to get there, but I don't mind the idea of rolling uh, a stack out or a couple one offs or something like that. But again, the tricky part is, you know, Keller has not yielded many homers. No boomstick in the lineup for what it's worth. No cruise. Uh, you did mention hedges, and like as far as playing tournaments. Austin Hedges is not good like this it's only because it's force field and he's cheap right and we're not sure he's in a lineup of yet we just just said we presume he's going to crack it if he does he probably bats eight you're okay rostering kind of sort of a crappy catcher at a higher ownership like you just want to be different different elsewhere you're cool with that oh
4: I don't know we'll we'll see ultimately see how highly owned he is um but yeah I, I don't have a problem with it at all if you has got a punt I've got a punt um but you could do a lot worse. And he actually has a little bit of pop. He's certainly not someone you could trust, uh, but he's got a little bit of pop. And
3: again, you, know, you, you could do worse uh, punting of the catcher in course field. I really like the Zanino one off. Uh, like he's going to either strike out. this is like we always talk about strike out or homer. Who was the guy? Like Adam Dunn was always like the free outcome guy strike out, homer, or walk. It feels like Zanino's going to strike out or homer. Probably strike out, but he might homer. Maybe a fly ball.
4: Absolutely. I mean, we talked about it. He he can give up. He can give up the long ball. Uh, and Zuniga, he's got pop. Again, I still lean towards a guy like Hedges or even going all the way down. But um, yeah, got no, nothing bad to
3: say about him. I don't like first base today, Boggs. It's not very deep. Uh, are you with me on that?
4: Uh, I mean, kind of. Um, I mean, there's depends what the set you're playing on, uh, but there's. If you're talking position eligibility, there's probably going to be at least three. from uh, Course field, obviously, Chavis has that eligibility in some sites, um, but again, it's it's really I don't really much love a lot. I'm just really focused around those those three teams that I mentioned, um, but I guess you could say a, a little bit um, that it's it's uh, a little thin. The new My, uh,
3: oh, go ahead, go for it. No, I was going to say, my screen just froze up on me. I lost all my pages. I don't know who's I, – I don't know anything. I'm nothing without my screens. I'm nothing without my pages, Bob. It's like uh, I'm doing this off the dome, but, you know, just because you talk about depends on depends on where you're shopping. Uh, Goldie is not a guy I necessarily need. It's not like jumping off the page is a good play, but, you know, you'll roster anybody for the right price it kind of sort of makes sense. And he's too cheap on draftings. He's too cheap uh, on fan draft. Of course, on fan draft, you don't have to play first baseman. But uh, I like him just because the, the price kind of puts you there. Uh, We haven't really talked about the Indians just yet, but the Indians are definitely well-positioned today too. So I don't mind Santana. I'm not sure if I'm going to to get there as far as the funds. You mentioned Chavis. Chavis, I know, is first base eligible uh, on DK. So certainly he's in play too. Uh, Who are the two or three or four guys? Because that's that's basically my list. I feel like I might be missing somebody. Again, this is off the dome, but I'm struggling. But uh, tell me some of the names that are popping for you as far as first base.
4: Yeah, you got Murphy and McMahon. Uh, from the course Field game, the Padres lineup I think just came out. Um, you got Hosmer in there, and your boy Hedges. Um, but it's it's uh, again, there's not a whole lot of you know areas I want to get off of because the three main teams I'll have a first baseman that I want to roster. So uh, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to punt, uh, I'm not doing it with Chris Davis, but you could go down to a Tyler White who's in the lineup. Cheap, has home run upside. Um, Aguiar is interesting, but it's in San Francisco, and that's just uh, a ballpark that I don't like rostering hitters from.
3: Is he officially in that lineup? Do we have Milwaukee's lineup just yet or no? I don't think so, right? Uh, but, I mean, if he's not in the lineup, then they should send it down to the lineup. <laughs> that's a good point. And you presume he's going to crack it over Thames versus the lefty and Pomerantz? I guess that would make sense. And Good news, Boggs. I was this close to opening – I almost opened Safari as like a as a plan B and like oh boy. But side note, fun note to uh, D Train, our fabulous multitasking producer, he prefers Safari as a browser. That's that's contrarian, is it not? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Throwing D Train underneath the bus. Uh anything else at first that kind of sort of pops in Hosmer, I'm not sure if you mentioned Hosmer or not, but he's certainly a first base and that's worth talking about. He's kind of sort of, you know, more of a name than a bat, I guess, kind of sort of, I suppose. We well, maybe more of a contract. Maybe doesn't live that contract. That's not like fair, you know. They're willing to pay on that. He's not going to not take it. Um, All right, Keystone position box. I'm always happy to say the Keystone position to you. Second base. Who do you have for me? Uh, Chavis, (laughs) Uh, McMahon. (laughs) Obviously, Murphy
4: doesn't get second base eligibility anymore. But uh, it's it's another spot though. I'm started making, you know, some teams that I really want to punt at. And I was hoping that the kid Mayfield from Arizona or uh, Astros would crack the lineup tonight, but it's not the case. But again, I kind of touched on earlier, there's a lot of punt options. Um, you could talk about Robertson from Rays, uh, and Jose Rondon, maybe he can get a hold of one off of CC. Um, Kitness, I don't really like him against left handed batters. Um, and then also, you got the, the kid Nicky Lopez. Uh, if you're not a believer in Gibson, uh, who's, I think he's back at second.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah, I didn't see him jump up to the two hole. That's kind of sort of somewhat interesting as far as Lopez. Lopez is the same price. Uh, this is on, on DK advanced, Jeff. I'm, I don't know if I'm playing either of these. I don't know if either one makes sense, but second base feels like probably a pug spot because we'll talk about shortstop in a second. Shortstop feels like a spend up spot because there's so much opportunity cost because shortstop is loaded today. At least that's my perspective. And I I had Kipnis kind of in my my shell lineup, and Carpenter, you know, left-hander, it's not ideal. But there's a decent chance, Lodge, that he only sees Carpenter twice and, you know, gets a ready out of the pen for his next two at-bats. That certainly can happen. And he's super cheap, obviously. I I think an interesting move for tournaments would be to spend up at second base because it seems like, you know, doesn't it make sense, you know, your quote-unquote optimal lineup, you're probably saving at second, correct?
4: Yeah, um, just kind of based on, uh, you know, unless – uh, you know, from the Rockies, I had I do have interest in in McMahon. Not so much the kid Rogers, but uh, McMahon certainly is on my radar. Um, and then actually, I just saw someone bring it up in chat. You know, the the A's I think are I don't know if they're sneaky because they they're all you know, pretty much underpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pinder's a guy I like to use against left-handed pitchers.
3: Yeah, and Marco Gonzalez, we've definitely seen him. Ah, uh, we've seen him implode more than once on this season for sure, uh, you know, a couple times ago, against your Halos, actually. Well, last time out, he was fighting against the Halos. Before that, the the Angels absolutely destroyed him. Uh, they put lit him up for, what, 10 runs or so or something like that. Uh, yeah, he's been up and down for sure, Gonzalez, and he's not going to miss many bats. And, you know, we, we haven't talked about Chapman. Chapman's Center well-priced as well. Uh, like you said, and Chris Davis in the outfield team's a little bit too cheap. The Oakland side, of course, not the Baltimore side. Um, what are we doing at the, and you mentioned Chavis. Maybe, maybe playing Chavis at second? and getting another first baseman and something like maybe people might not do. I'm not really sure how it's going to work, but uh, get yourself basically two first basemen that way. A uh, hot corner, third base, no Aronado. What are you doing as far as third?
4: Uh, it's, I think it's a good time to talk about Machado. And, you know, uh-huh. obviously, home run game. He's they're going to be the mega chalk tonight. Um, I wouldn't fade. I'm not going to fade him as part of a Padre stack, but he's going to... Be, probably be the highest owned player um maybe we've, we've seen all season long
3: uh <laughs> for a 15 game slate or just any slate well I mean, yeah obviously not like a two game slate but yeah i don't saying.
4: yeah on, on a 15 game i mean again you usually see ownership spread out in these situations but because he has multi-position eligibility because he's underpriced because he's in course field and he's in a good spot um i think we might see him probably I don't know I'm not good at predicting ownership I don't care too much about it at times but he's definitely a guy that I don't really I don't really want to force into my life so I'm okay fading him outside of Padre Stacks and just kind of hoping for the best I don't really like to do that like I said I'll eat chalk all day long but um, he's in a pretty damn good spot here tonight
3: yeah I uh, I think he's going to be heavily owned as well and all and for good reason obviously like you said and all around the industry, especially DK, especially fans draft. He's put four, three on DraftKings on fans, draft, He's he's 8.2 K, which is just, I mean, egregious price, but, you know, obviously he hasn't had the most ideal of seasons, but Jeff Hoffman is one of those guys, you know, in course field as the combination of those two can certainly correct that in a hurry. I mean, if you want to say recency bias, you know, he banged at those two homers last night too. team total around six, the lineup is out for San Diego for what it's worth. Tatis, Naylor, Machado, Hosmer, Renfo, uh, Myers, Kinsler, and Hedges is in there. Shock Hedges uh did crack the lineup. Um, give me the pivots away from Machado because I think you can play Machado at shortstop too. And there's another, I think, uh guy the combination of Machado and like Jose Ramirez like makes so much sense in cash games today for two pitcher sites. And, you know, they're just too cheap on DK, they're too cheap on fast draft. And obviously for tournaments, you can basically fade anybody in baseball. Uh, give me the pivots at third away from Machado.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but you, you got Devers in cleanup for the Red Sox. It's great spot. Obviously, since we don't have Aeronauto, um, the guy, the, the usual suspects, I mean, you got Chapman underpriced. You got Jose Ramirez, uh, who's you know almost egregiously underpriced, but he has been struggling. Um, but I think in terms of a pivot, there's not so many in that price range that I'm necessarily in love with. Uh, maybe Suarez, he's kind of interesting, but I think if you could find a few extra hundred dollars, getting up to a guy like Bregman uh, is probably the way I'd go.
3: It's funny you say Bregman, and I am not I don't disagree, I, but I was just gonna throw out uh like Rendon. Like you can, it's so easy to say like here's this really talented player, it's gonna be super low owned on a 15 game slate because there's many of those guys you can pick out, but Rendon's gonna be. Basically ignored. Uh, Ray, you know, pretty solid pitcher, but historically does give up some hard contact to right-handers, and we know how Rendon absolutely annihilates the southpaws throughout his career too. And the price is probably too high as well. But in tournaments, you almost sometimes embrace a bad a, a bad price. And for Jose Ramirez, it's just and I guess we'll talk, kind of talk about him. But you know, uh, you maybe you play Jose Ramirez at third, and you're playing Machado at shortstop. That's something that I'm probably going to do because Ramirez. I know he's been terrible this year and last year he probably overachieved, but at least he's walking and he's, when he's getting on base, he's a whole swipe a bag for you. So you can kind of sort of get there that way, uh, score a run too. We, you know, we suspect Cleveland's going to score a fair bit of fair amount of runs. They have a total over five against Detroit Carpenter in that bullpen, not very strong. So, uh, and again, it's all sort of baked into the price. Uh, like, like Ramirez a good bit. Let's jump to the shortstop position then the outfield. Then we're going to get your stacks. Then we're going to get to, Couple of guys that are gonna bang out some homers for us, Boggs. We'll do a screen share today. Maybe we'll show a we'll show us we'll show the umpire data. Nothing else, but we're definitely gonna pull a little a little premium peek. Show the people out there if they're not RG premium subscribers, some of the things that they uh, are missing. Give me some shortstops here, Boggs.
4: It's the same suspects, man. Uh, people are gonna get pissed at me, but <laughs> you like Tatis, you like Story, um, Bogarts. They're not cheap. Leaving Lindor, these guys aren't cheap. But they're going to be, and for good reason, um, heavily featured in many of my lineups tonight. I just uh, it's a premium position. I like to pay up for it. I don't have a problem punting it, but the punt options, you know, aren't are aren't as many as there are. you know, at second base, at catcher, and these guys that are highly owned are just in fantastic spots. So um, those are the guys I'm rolling with. Can't really make a case uh, or pivot because they're all kind of in that same price range. But if you want to leave off Tatis from a Padre stack, uh, that's a risky proposition.
3: Yeah, leading off uh, in course Field probably gets a, those five ABs, I presume. Uh, and like you said, it's loaded. <clears throat> Tatis, Story, Bogarts, Lindor, uh, Polanco, we didn't mention. Uh, there's just so many guys at the top there as far as shortstops all the other dudes are just going to be completely ignored like Baez versus Hill like nobody's going to roster him and it doesn't make sense from an Apple perspective but of course he's got plenty of upside uh and you said talk about punting at shortstop like I don't even know who you'd punt with like you said like who's who would be the punt? I have no clue uh I, I don't have anybody for you I got nothing
4: you know, you don't know anything about your boy uh Yadio Rivera
3: <laughs> come on <laughs> no, <He's but> not- <laughs> I think I,
4: again I said you know I, yeah. If I'm punting that position or, or second base, you know a guy like Jose Rondon, and it's not something I get excited about. But um, you know CC right, against right-handed batters, he's kind of just a pitch-to-contact guy. So in that ballpark, hoping he can get a hold of one if you're looking to punt there. But yeah, there's no real middle ground uh, or guys in the middle. Um, you know maybe Gregorius. It's interesting. You know if you're not kind of like me taking a yeah. approach on I mean, that price is very attractive. I think he still might go overlooked because people are just a little bit uneasy or tentative uh, about that Giglio situation. So he's a guy that I think has some decent value that I, I would take a stab on.
3: So strategy question, like if you know that everybody is going to be spending up at shortstop and spending down at second, which kind of sort of seems like the that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and I know you said you kind of said you don't care about ownership too much depending on. I, I can just hear, like, on crunch time, like, JSU's going to be on crunch time later today, and I can just hear him saying something to the effects of, uh, and I have no idea. I'm just sort of speculating. This is something that I can, I can hear him saying. It's just like, well, why not spend up at second and spend down at shortstop? And, again, you can't say that without having the names on, on layaway, and I just don't know what the names are, especially from a shortstop perspective. But, like you said, Gregorius can for sure uh, bang one off to but, like, you're just kind of going to kind of go with the herd, it seems like, and spending up at one of these shortstops. Again, there's a whole bunch of them that are good, so you got to pick the right one uh and spending down second that's probably where you're going to land
4: yeah and uh, i stack in tournaments and i pretty much only play tournaments these days um so that's just the, the kind of focus uh, i don't want to leave any of these guys off off the stack um so that's the kind of perspective i'm going with
3: let's knock out some outfitters there's a lot obviously that are in play we live the world of a salary cap so you know blackman's expensive uh i'm not sure if i can get them my cash line up i really want to i'm trying but it's really difficult uh, how much are you prioritizing Blackman and that entire the entire course lately when it comes to the outfield?
4: Well, I have a lot of interest. Uh, he's going to be a tough fade, um, really all around. But uh, he's tef- he's probably definitely going to make it into my Rocky stacks. Um, you know, Tapia, he offers a little bit of relief. Obviously, Dahl, big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oftentimes I, I'll leave off a leadoff hitter, but Blackman – is uh, not a guy that I, I, I feel easy about fading in any any given matchup that I'm, you know, loading up on
3: the Rockies. Yeah, he's not a leadoff hitter that's that's easy to fade. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely a tough fade for like Joe Panic. If you're stacking the Giants for some reason, you're you're finally leading off Joe Panic um, away from course. Where are we looking? I, I mean, I, I talked about Boston. We talked about Boston. Jenny, Jenny Martinez feels like one of the most likely guys at hit a homer today. We talked about. You know, the struggles that uh, Ortiz has had in the minors as far as keeping the ball in the park. And now he's got to face Danny Martinez in a hitter's ballpark. And, you know, Martinez has just uh, got tons of pop in that bat and decent chance. Assuming things are going fairly well, we think things are, things are going to fairly well. He grabs those five at-bats uh, against uh, Ortiz and that Baltimore uh, pen. We, we might see Straley. I think Straley's lurking. There's a chance like Dan Straley makes an appearance, which is pretty exciting. Uh, give me some other outfielders that kind of sort of make sense to you. I kind of mentioned Chris Davis in passing. Yeah.
4: All the Oakland guys. Those are the guys that are, you know, very reasonably priced. Um, fortunately, it looks like Piscotti's banked up. Um,
3: He's say, got an ear, I believe. Yeah.
4: Uh, it's a little bit unfortunate because he was oh, underpriced, but like second base, we talked about Pinder, Chris Davis. Um, the lineup is much better against right-handed pitchers, but – you know, Gonzalez, he's nothing to, you know, to be afraid of. So, uh, that's that's that, that's that mid-tier range of guys that you can start with. Chris Davis, Pinder,
3: those guys are the ones that I'm looking at
4: outside of the obvious. Uh,
3: dating back to last season, 94 innings, we're talking about Plucos giving up over two and a half homers per nine. Uh, Castellanos is a cheap. I like Castellanos. He's a guy that just might fit my cash game built. Uh, I, I think he's a pretty solid play. You know, Plucko is somebody I want to pick on with, with, with some power that Detroit side. There's just not a lot of options, but Cassianos is the guy that kind of jumps off the board for me. Dollar for dollar is a pretty solid play. Do you have a salary saver on the outfield? I know you mentioned all the Oakland guys. Is there anybody else that's kind of sort of in that conversation? Or uh, Yeah, it's, it, there's not a lot of cheapies, unfortunately.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a couple. Um, you got – Uh, From that same game you just mentioned, you got Harold Castro and Plucko. He's 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 struggled more against the left-handed batters. Um, Not so much a salary saver, but you got you mentioned Castellanos. You can play Christian Stewart. You can play Nico Goodrum. Guys that have pop, um, but certainly can strike out with the best of them. But yeah, if you're looking for the punt, uh, Harold Castro
3: um all right let's go ahead and jump to the screen chair see what's going down as far as the pitchers we talked about we want to get some umpire data going for y'all if you've not taken a peek by the way for the record Ed west is considered to be a neutral umpire um that's probably he's, he seems kind of sporadic right some days he's ornery and he'll, you know who knows what he's going to be up to behind the plate. but he is technically a neutral umpire there for cole uh i like to focus on the extremes we got an extreme hitters umpire Oh boy, Ortiz has a hitter's umpire there in Boston for what it's worth, and that's not really good for E. Rod either. Uh, not gonna. Do, do you freak out over this? How much do we care?
4: I, I again, I, I I I notice it. I acknowledge it, um, <laughs> but it's I don't, You know, I, there's only so many hours in the day. I can't you know, <laughs> focused on you know these dickhead umpires. So uh, I, it's it's not something that is gonna frighten me. Uh, if it's you know super close between two pitchers maybe i'll take it into consideration but you know again i hate umpires enough as they are um, and uh, i don't let, i don't let them dictate uh, you know where i'm going
3: well maybe this is the day of the umpires box this is the day they circle the wagon so they you know what they get things right and they start making the right calls uh, i like to look at the k props as far as the total projected for pitchers and not, not surprising enough, uh, Cole and Scherzer both at the same prop as far as eight and a half. It is interesting that Juice is a lot heavier uh, on Cole for the over. So if you kind of look at that, they're suggesting that Cole is going, is projected for more strikeouts than Scherzer. Step down to Hill at seven and a half, which is kind of interesting. Seven and a half, of course, there is Juice. Uh, you know, th- th- they're suggesting that it's likely going to hit the under. Uh, Snell at seven and a half against the Angels, which is, ugh, I mean, That one feels like a sphincter clincher. I'm not really sure if he's going to get there. I suppose he can. But an E-run at six and a half. Anything kind of jump out here as far as the k wraps or just kind of sort of looks like standard, what you'd expect?
4: Uh, I don't really look at those. (laughs) No? Um, Yeah. Vegas is, again, I I don't really base anything off of it. I don't think it's, you know, wrong or BS. If I did, I'd, I'd be living out there and crushing it. You know, every every single day, but uh, it's not something that really is, you know, sways me for sport like baseball. Same with hockey, especially hockey. Um, but football, yeah, definitely. I, uh, I I'm more interested in Vegas. There, that's interesting. You trust Vegas the most when it comes to football. Well, I mean, it gotta be right. You know, otherwise, they, you know, there's so much action in football that um, you know these books will be get can be getting crushed. So I feel like there's just – it's something I just trust more. I mean, it, there's not so much variance in these other sports. So that part of that reason, you know, the, the total out there in Coors Field, what is it tonight? Like,
3: I believe it's 12, which that's 12. a big number.
1: But,
4: yeah. okay, so like yesterday, what was it, like 11 and a half? I think so, yeah. So I, it's pretty consistent in terms of that. You know, it'll probably be like, what, eight in San Francisco – I don't see how that really is going to do anything, especially when there's probably going to be 20 runs on course Field tonight.
3: All right, <laughs> that's a there's a bold call. You probably I, I didn't read your expert survey, unfortunately, but maybe that was what was your bold call today in the expert survey?
4: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really bad at these. Uh, so but I think I put Boston's going to hit five home runs.
3: There you go. That I mean that's I I don't think that's too and obviously it's bold. But it's got to be a hot take, or however you want to phrase it. Like if you don't want to say like. Like, you know, the Rockies are going to score seven runs. That's not a bull call. Uh, all right. Let's uh give, give me three dudes that are going to homer tonight and tell me your favorite stacks.
4: I like Chavis to hit a bomb. Maybe lead off. Hopefully lead off. Maybe double dong. Um, uh, You know, Machado, c- certainly sure. Uh, I'll go with doll. And... Give uh, me a cheapie. I'll tell you the guy I want to hit a home run is Harold Castro. <laughs>
3: <What>? <laughs> He's in your lineup site, so I assume, right? Using, he makes things yeah. work for him?
4: Yeah, no, but I'll, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Pinder if that qualifies as cheapy.
3: That qualifies. And your favorite stacks, if people just tuned in right now, I think it's pretty clear who your favorite stacks are, but if somebody uh, wants a summary, who are we stacking up today? The
4: Red Sox and uh, Padres and Rockies.
3: Do you have one that's kind of sort of off the board that you're not making enough lineups to get there, but you're like – you think it's kind of interesting if you're rolling at like 20 or 30 lineups today?
4: Yeah. Um, Oakland. But again, I, I just ultimately think that that some of those players would be, will garner some ownership. I don't think they're going to be completely off the radar. Um, but yeah, that's the one I was kind of, kind of torn about. I, you know, I think for the extra survey, I put him as like a sneaky stack. Um, but I just, uh, Early, I thought in the day, I'm, yeah, I thought these guys might fall under the radar, but I'm not so much. I'm not so sure that's the case now.
3: Get to knock out as many questions as possible before we step aside and get uh, get out of here. Of course, of YouTube, you guys can ask some questions over there. Fabulous multitasking producer D Train He's been copying and pasting those questions and throwing them here in the uh, the Rotor Runners chat. If you guys are in the RG chat, just ask those questions as is. We'll do our best to knock out as many as possible. Uh, first one I see here in the chat is Brantley versus Naylor. Who do you prefer?
4: Uh that's a tough one. Um you know, I didn't need to look into that. I was actually surprised that he was in the lineup. Uh you know, not so much for his bat, but he got outfielders that, you know, if they don't have a lot of experience out there in course field, mm-hmm. don't typically crack the lineup. Um they go teams usually play the best better defenders because it's so spacious out there. But um if if, if he's not like a candidate inch hit for, um I would probably lean Taylor. Uh, especially in the tournament, but uh, Brantley is certainly the better, better hitter and probably the the better play.
3: Ray is just lurking in the bench. just kind of taking a look and see who's available there for San Diego. Uh, Just kind of throwing it out there. What do we think about Aaron Sanchez? Um, I don't think much. I mean, he's, you know, a better real life pitcher than he is. uh, He's cheap. I think that, (laughs) what do you think of Aaron Sanchez?
4: Yeah, I'm not going there unless you absolutely have to, which I don't, I don't think I have to today. Um, but you know, again, if you want to sack up that game in Coors Field, you're probably going to land on him. Um, yeah, it's just, you kind of plant taking him and praying.
3: Any interest in the Hound, Chris Bassett, uh, for Fandle tournaments? Uh,
4: you know, I think he gets the win. I think he probably gets the, the quality start. I don't like the strikeout upside so much. Um, yeah, but it doesn't really excite me that much in a tournament. Um, I think a lot of people. I haven't really been making lineups on FanDuel today, so I haven't really seen how those builds have been going. But I got nothing bad to say.
3: Yeah, I mean, league average as far as the strikeouts fast at twenty four percent, and as far as that lineup, it's twenty two point five percent striking. Now, I guess there is some strikeouts in there, but you know, it, obviously they're trying to load up as far as the bats as opposed to selecting one of the arms. I kind of get it. Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, Alvarez versus Mazzara.
4: Hmm. Let's
3: see the lineup. Alvarez I, probably
4: I'd probably, uh, I mean, that's a good one. That's a good question. Personally, I'd probably go with, you know, where I know, uh, you know, as opposed to the the rookie, although he has been good. I, I might lean Mazzara, but I think, you know, Alvarez certainly has probably more, probably more upside in terms of maybe a guy, double donk, but I think Mazar is a guy that could certainly go 4 for 4 and in that ballpark, could certainly hit a home run as well.
3: And we know about Molly's uh, historically issues with uh, with left-handers, especially from a power perspective. Uh, to Shields versus Austin Dean. Oof. Um, I might go with, with uh, your boy, Dean. I mean, is really good against righties. Uh, my issue with Dean, I guess it's a slight issue, but he can very easily turn to Curtis Granderson. He's also not very good. I guess I buried the lead. But he also can turn the you know, uh, Curtis Granderson if a ready comes into the game, if the situation kind of calls for it. I don't like either. I don't know what, what, what to tell you. Uh, give me a starting pitcher under 9K. I presume they're talking about DK, but I don't know.
4: Yeah, it's uh, Heaney. Uh, if you had to pick one, I think, between Heaney and, and, and Rodriguez. Um, I, I prefer Rodriguez because of the matchup. Uh, but I think Heaney, he's probably going to garner some ownership. But I think if you're looking to pivot off of uh, what I think will be the highest owned pitcher in Rodriguez, that Heaney won't be as highly owned.
3: Uh, Rank these three, speaking of Heaney uh, Heaney, Erod, and Richards.
4: Yeah, Erod, Heaney, and uh, Richards. Don't have a whole lot of interest in Richards tonight.
3: Jose Ramirez or Donaldson?
4: Jose Ramirez.
3: I thought tonight would be the night he would take a suspension. I guess that's not happening. Donaldson at some point will get suspended. I, I don't think it's going to be upheld. I think it will be upheld actually. Uh, Oakland stack. Is it worth a look? You said you like the Oakland stack, uh, any interest in Pomerantz nice ballpark.
4: Yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a too risky of a matchup. I know he was decent even against the Dodgers in his last outing. Um, he, he's in that same boat with bro, you know, even Zach Davies, Um uh, you're gonna better hope that your hitters go off because you're gonna need them too. When you know you're not gonna get be getting a lot of points in addition to risk with a guy like Pomerantz.
3: We gotta step aside and get out of here, Boggs. Uh, give the people, uh, you know, give them finish off strong. Give them like two or three, maybe four strong sentences. Summarize the slate. Uh, it's a lot going on. You know, thirty teams, fifteen games. Uh, summarize it for him. How, how do we attack it?
4: Just uh, I would say don't overthink it. Uh, you can mess around with all these uh, pitchers, but I'm not going to overthink things. Uh, I'm keeping it simple, keeping it pretty intact. Um, and yeah, it just uh, you know, you could take risks, You could differentiate other ways, but you don't t- don't I guess don't overthink it is the way I'm looking at it.
3: Fair enough. Uh, that's your baseball slate tonight. Stay tuned for crunch time if you guys are premium members roth will knock out whatever weather is going on i know it's jsu and i believe tunnel i know it's a three-man booth uh but uh you know you guys are premium you guys know it goes down starts in 15 minutes Take you guys all out the lock answer all your questions talk about the slate roth is all over the weather he's boggs i'm dean thanks for watching enjoy your baseball tonight we're out of here Holler.